Hello and welcome to the Pretty Pixels podcast. I am one of your hosts here today with Paul Gummyship Groskopf. How are you doing, sir? Flying on my way to Tarzan's jungle world as we speak. <laughs> <laughs> and Ron Bullet Time Kluinski. How's it going, Ron? Did you say your name, Joey? Did I? I just feel like you just said I'm it's, I'm one of your hosts and then immediately went I think to Paul. I said I'm Joey. Did he? Did Paul? I? I well, know, you know what? I, I don't know how to answer this because I'm both incredibly flattered that Joey was only thinking of me and then <laughs> started the show just with my name. But also, I don't want to... If that, that isn't true, I don't want <laughs> this Joey by calling out a mistake he made. So <laughs> That's what I'm That's for. That's right. That's what I'm for. <laughs> Which, by the way, I should mention that I've offered to have other people do the intro. I am fine with anyone else trying. It's harder than it seems. No, it you, seems so no, easy, no, no, no. Hold on. I got to intervene. Joey, you do a great job i love it <laughs> keep up the good work i don't i don't want anyone else doing it you got to do it you got ron's this. doing it next time ron's ron's doing it. okay fine i'll do it you got to come up with nicknames and everything fine i always forget that's the thing is people don't realize how much of i just pull these out of my ass because i'm like you know it's all that's why it's always about the thing that we're talking about that week i'm like i look at the notes and i'm like what can i it started as a as a genuine thing and now it's just you know You've given up, but um, we do I've some, given up. We do some week like um when Conan did oh, that episode that was only ads, where we just do a full week's episode of just the intros from all of our previous episodes. <laughs> let's do yes, yeah, or let's do let's do the ads thing, but we don't have ads, so let's do oh, you want to uh, make an ads? entire show of ads, the things that we wish we were sponsored well, by. We have one ad that we could run for a full episode over and over again for a little game oh yes <laughs> monkeys riding oh that one too yeah. <laughs> oh that, so we so tab and i back in like last year sometime we had an episode where we did uh called make that game damn it and we like pitched a game essentially we came up with an idea for a game we just came up with an idea for a game before we started recording that we we could have we could do we could do for an episode but should we should we save it? You save it. Yeah. Let's save it. Okay, yeah. let's, let's save it. Yeah, because it was pretty fun. We'll talk about it when the three of us are on Conan O'Brien needs a friend. To, yeah, you know, discuss our yeah. new, our hot new game, or when one yeah. of us learns how to develop games. Yeah, I, I love that it's on the main one too. Not Conan O'Brien needs a fan. Because yeah. then you know <laughs> that's you how know, good, that's he, how he'll, that's he'll, how big we're gonna get. That's right, yeah. Ron. That's right. Yep. So it will be like uh, Elon Musk will buy Conan's podcast and yes. then we'll force ourselves onto his show. Right. Oh, who did he do that to? I mean, no, he, Elon Musk just Elon Musk did that to Twitter. He's trying to buy Twitter. Oh. Yeah. He's, trying, he's trying to do a hostile takeover of Twitter right now. He literally Damn. just made an offer. Yeah, which Damn. is fucking nuts. Which is going to be great because um, it's going to kill Twitter. I know. Like, what? Uh... Start learning how to do Mastodon instances. <laughs> I know I've asked you about God them before, Joey, and you know nothing uh, about them. So are we all sure yeah, what, did, what was it? You, I didn't even what you Mast- just said it. Mastodon instance. Yeah. It's I it's supposedly know. like an open source like version of Twitter or something like that. It's like like way crazier too. Hmm. So are we gonna have to hop on that weird like only conservative 
social media platform. Yeah, which is not Parlor because that's gone. Um, <laughs> I think that might have been the one I was thinking of. Did it just uh, like burn to the ground? Like, well, I mean, once it once it got like fire? once once someone realized that their entire server was like not encrypted and they were able to download everything for that anybody has ever posted because they also did it they also did it in sequential sequential order instead of doing like random numbers so they basically just did like zero 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 one zero 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 two and we're able to get the entire fucking list and also like all the user data wow yeah scrape the entire database that's pretty good when they did that, and yeah, like Joe, like Joey said too, it had it had all the fucking direct messages and stuff like that. All the all anything that they, anybody thought was private, no, no, wasn't private at all. Wait, what's private on that you know platform? Like that must have been some really heinous freedom oh, yeah. stuff. Freedom yeah. was freedom. private. Hey, yeah, that, just freedom, <laughs> just red, white, and blue. Well, because they were also just so dedicated to their ideal of like do anything, sign up, whatever. So people were signing up. And as like, all right, well, then I'm Joe Biden. And they would post as like Joe Biden and get all these stupid fucking responses of people that were like, fuck you, Joe. And like, they thought it was Joe Biden. It's like, ah, the worst. But speaking of Twitter, this thing happened to me today uh, that I thought was a little funny. So there's this game called Unpacking. We've talked about it before. It's a little indie game. And it's been out. It's it just won a BAFTA award, at least one for writing. And I've been interested in it. It's gotten a lot of praise. And they just announced it for PlayStation. The problem is, or they they announced it like a few weeks ago. And the problem is that it's still not on the PlayStation store. So I like to track my games. I like to go to the PlayStation store and mark games as like wishlisted or favorited or whatever they call it. Um, so then I can, it'll send me a notification when it's on sale or I can just go check in occasionally and say like, okay, well, what's available? What do I want to get? Um, but they haven't added it. So I can't add it. So every day I go and check to see if they've added it. And they haven't added it, and so I'm like, what the hell? Like, have they said anything about when it's coming out? Because it's out on Switch, it's out on iOS and everything else. And so I don't know if it's out on iOS, but it's out on like Steam and, and Xbox. And so I'm like, have they said anything? So I went to Twitter and I was like, let me search unpacking to see like if there's a an account. And if you haven't searched the 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 term unpacking on I see Ron doing it right now. Doing it right now. Do it right now and just scroll down a little bit and tell me what you see. <laughs> I'm just the the word unpacking, right? Yep, one word, unpacking. Right. Let's see. I see. And the internet's going slow again. Seems like okay. Unpacking out now. Um. Kardashians are back on TV doing what they do best: unpacking stale drama that we've all moved on from months yeah, ago. Right. Yeah. Uh, next. Unpacking at the BAFTA <laughs> Game Awards. Okay. Um. Travel hacks. Just um, just keep scrolling. You'll see some pictures. This is not this is not what I saw. I'm packing a drone. <laughs> was this your kind? I know exactly. <laughs> um, some free diaper fetishism. Oh, that's getting to what I saw. An anime girl unpacking her underwear from a box. That's in the vicinity. Woman in sumo wrestler suit assaulted her ex girlfriend in a no. gay pub after she waved. You're not seeing. You're not dressed. seeing it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on. Let me finish this headline. Woman in sumo wrestler suit assaulted her ex girlfriend in gay pub after she waved at a man dressed as a Snickers bar. I just had to finish that sentence. Wow. Um, I don't. I think Twitter is serving us different uh, algorithms here because I don't. I don't. Nothing seems too weird outside okay. the furry diaperism. 
or diaper fetishism. It, it must be because Tab, I mentioned it to Tab and Tab went and looked and they saw something completely different as well. So, I, you know, now I'm like, do I even reveal what I saw? Because I don't well, know. Now if I you want have people. to. It now was. You, now we have to know what Twitter's serving you. Just a few tweets down was this woman using a an adult toy, let's say, vigorously. And she the, the tweet was something like, oops, I got distracted unpacking or something like that. And I was like, I thought it was just kind of a funny like, whoa, weird that that popped up so early. <laughs> Let me keep scrolling to find the actual unpacking Twitter account. And like a few posts down from that, I saw a dude... Well, I didn't see, I didn't really see the dude, but I saw parts of the dude and it was like unpacking this massive cock or something. And I'm like, oh, wow. Okay. So this is like a, is this like a thing? And I scroll down a little bit more and I see another dude from a different angle, a different part. And it's like, same thing. It's like, oh, sorry. I got distracted while I was packing, unpacking. And I'm like, is this a thing? Is this like a, some corner of like sex work that I didn't know about? Like some weird fetish of... I was unpacking and then here's my butthole. Like, uh, I mean, I think Twitter is serving you what you want to see based on your apparently. Yeah, it's like you don't care about video games. That's not most of what you interact with. You want to see buttholes. So <laughs> here you go. So I saw a lot of buttholes. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I'm, I, I have not seen a single butthole. I, I mean, you can't. Okay. There's no safe search on Twitter, right? Like, I, don't, I have no idea. I don't really I don't really interact with a lot of stuff because like I'll have, you know, academics follow me, you know, and I'm and I don't really have like a following or anything like that. But I don't need academics seeing that stuff. So it's like it's weird that Twitter was like, but we know we just know it's it's Elon Musk. Elon Musk. He knows what you like. So he's like, you want to you want a whiff of that Musk? He sees you. <laughs> oh, so now I can't stop thinking, Paul. You let you have this fear of people standing over. I can't stop thinking about that now. Yep. So now you sing that, and I'm like, when you were a kid, you were like, I hate Santa Claus because that song says sees me when I'm sleeping. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's I don't know why it's better, but it was better than better for me because I watched. Okay, this is a long story, but I'll shorten it. I watched this like claymation movie growing up called Santa Claus is Coming to Town, which is basically like the Batman Begins about Santa Claus. Like it's like <laughs> how he gets his outfit, the where gritty he gets his story. magical powers. He gets yeah. set on fire by the yeah. um, <laughs> scarecrow. Yeah, exactly. He is um like he's pulling Liam Neeson off the edge of a cliff at point. He's like, ah you know, it's, it's crazy. But um yeah, basically you find out that his like mass like Foucault surveillance system is like a magic snowball that he can use to like spy on people. And like for whatever reason, it's just as creepy, but it made me feel better that he wasn't in the actual room <laughs> where I was sleeping. He was just watching me from really <laughs> far away. So that's how I keep that in my head, if that, that that makes anybody listening feel better, who is similarly afraid of people in your room watching you sleep. <laughs> that's true. The lyric's not, he stands over you while you're, yeah. while you're sleeping. It's he, just, he sees you. He like, breathes on you when you're sleeping, <laughs> watching you every second. Second, you're asleep. <laughs> Did I mention His he's in the room with you while you're <laughs> unconscious and can't notice? <laughs> His breath smells like cookies. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> now whenever Anyways. I eat a cookie, I start crying, and I don't know why. 
all right. Speaking well, of gifts, do we want to do this? We went from buttholes to, to, to Santa Claus. Um, yeah. So before we get to that, our main course is going to be remakes and reboots and remasters. Um, we didn't mention that last week on the list, but it sort of came up with what we were talking about with this week's news items. So that's what we're covering today. But before then, we're going to do an indie swap. So we met, we did mention that last week. So next week is going to be our indie swap. So we've come up with a list of games. Um, initially, the idea was that you'd pick from the itch.io bundles that we've, we've purchased. We would pick two games that we were interested in playing that we want to play. And then one game that just looks fucking weird and bizarre and throw them into a pot and then kind of randomly pick pick one out for the other person. So Ron or Paul is going to get one of my games. I'm going to get one of their games. They're going to get one of the other, you know, that kind of thing. So um, Ron has you have a, a random generator up here. Yes, Yours is so much fancier and more fun than the one I had. I literally just looked it up on Google and it was That's the first really thing good. that popped up. So. Um, do we want to talk about the games just briefly, like a quick yes. one second? Be- just so, because some of these we won't end up playing, but we want to give a shout out to all these games and their creators. Cause you Absolutely. Know, and, awesome. and they'll also like possibly show up in future indie yeah. swaps. So. Yeah. So, so, Joey, what did you put in the pot? So I put, so, I, you know, I'm going to spoil yours a little bit, only that you were talking about how you, the ones you picked, you were, you did so with us in mind because we're going to, we're going to get those. Um, I was sort of doing a mix of both. It was like games that I was interested in, but I was also like, I think Ron and Paul would like these. So the first one is called Sophie's Safe Cracking Simulator, and it's legitimately just a realistic safe cracking simulator. And I, I do want to play it. I think it sounds interesting. It sounds very, again, sort of simple and just straightforward. But Ron, like the last couple times we've hung out, shows me all these like safe cracking youtube videos um, that i find super fascinating but i know ron is like kind of into safe cracking so i'm like lock picking lock picking ron oh lock picking yeah um and so i'm like you know i think ron would be interested in that but um the little blurb is it says crack simulated locks using real life techniques uh learn how to learn how a mechanical safe lock works by peering inside and watching the moving parts and part of it so part of it too is that like it's realistic so i'm like i legitimately might learn something here not that i'm going to be going and knocking out banks or anything like that but if i Yet. could actually learn the mechanics be yeah exactly my my this is my villain origin story <laughs> i once played a video game um the other one is a short hike which is i don't really know that i need to say much about it it's highly regarded it's won a bunch of awards it's like probably one of the most talked about indie games of the last few years um supposedly it's a really short simple sweet experience and so i figured that would be good for both of you and some something that i also want to play and then my third one the weird one is a game called baldi's basic plus and i i don't even really know how to describe it it looks like the most rudimentary 1994 pc graphics in every sense um it looks like something that a child made but i think that's intentional and it just looks fucking weird and so and i didn't realize it was like a thing until i tried to go search it to bring it up for the podcast and i saw like it's just this huge page of different iterations and plays on it and stuff and ron was like don't look into it anymore it's it's a thing and i'm like all right i'm gonna save it but um but yeah so i'm i'm those are my three 
What about you, Ron? Me? Me? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I picked, uh, I get this call every day. Uh, it, <laughs> I'll just read the thing. Exactly what it says on the box. A lightly filtered experience pulled from my uh, now former day job as customer service call center uh, made interactive in a point and click format. Uh, so yeah, just what they experienced while they were working in a call center. That sounds terrible, but also pretty interesting as well. Uh, I also picked uh, Art School. It is a um, surreal uh, drawing art game i really don't know how else to describe it except it's just crazy looking and the soundtrack's pretty sweet uh i haven't played it yet but i've seen videos of it and it looks really cool and then and it's spelled s-q-o-o-l too just so you know (laughs) and then the weird one i picked is called ridiculous glitching uh i actually did play this one a little bit it's basically kind of like flappy bird mixed with like every other like arcade game kind of like glitched in there and it gets like really weird and hard <laughs> huh. it also looks really sweet uh and it kind of hurts you said mixed with every other what? like it so like all the graphics are from like other like our old arcade games oh and they're all like smashed together yeah like and it gets glitches. all glitched out like you didn't think like you know like we're getting a you know kill screen or whatever on like you know, Donkey Kong, where like half the screen turns to numbers. It's basically what happens in this game, okay. and that's all the time. I thought um, like between levels, you had to like test your might and like break a brick or beat up a car or something. Oh, but... apparently there's four player co op too. I didn't or wow. competitive oh, cool. multiplayer. I didn't know about that. So hmm, interesting. So, what about you, Paul? Yeah, so I got I got three bangers. I think the first one I, I picked with you in mind, Ron. Um, I think it was hmm. during the cover art episode where i discovered alias that you really love like driving games driving combat games mm-hmm. um and i i didn't know that before so i picked one it's called farmers stealing tanks and uh the the <laughs> basically the, uh, the 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 description for it is steal a tank that has run out of fuel and bring it back to your shed um and then you're you you get to the tanks using a tractor, and then uh, another mechanic in the game. You drink Nemiroff, um to double your speed for ten seconds. Destroy other tanks by ramming them with a stolen tank to get a free tank. And so, like, it sounds okay. like you're basically using your tractor to try to get to a tank, and then you're you're like, there's a lot of hectic, you know, chaos as you're you're battling other tanks. And yeah, it, it just seems ridiculous. So I'm was, it, was this in the bundle for Ukraine? It was. It like, yeah. No, <laughs> it sounds like a real time. <laughs> yeah. Well, in something, it's very apropos. Right. No, and something that actually turned me on is when you go to the page, it has a bunch of like support Ukraine stuff. So they have like merch awesome. from the game and like uh, they have like a bunch of good, helpful links and stuff. So yeah, it's, it's, um it's both a fun, ridiculous sounding game for you, Ron, that has a lot of car vehicle combat. But also supports a good cause, so like it's yeah, it's a nice yeah. thing to do, anyways. And then for Joey, I picked um, someone stole my lunch, and this just sounds. <laughs> I'll just give you like the one sentence tagline, and yeah, and I think this this has your your number. A short comedy visual novel about your lunch and a thief. 
both of which are hot. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there we go. So there are funnies. Um, there, there, there's lunch. I know you love lunch. I love lunch. Yeah. We talked about the lunch. Um, there's a sexy thief. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's a visual novel, which I, I know you love that, and there's a bunch of that kind of game, which you really enjoy. Yeah. So. A little bit of a bad girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, perfect. So we'll, we'll see what happens. I thought it was going to be like butthole Twitter search simulator <laughs> or something. It's just called Unpacked. Uh, it's the only yeah. word, one word description I can find. This um, is a weird beefy dude with no shirt on the cover. <laughs> <laughs> so then um the the game I picked with both of you in mind is um Sticky Cats. And uh, by the way, it won a bunch of uh, awards at a maze it won like the audience award and it was part of the official selection for Fantastic Arcade um and Yorkshire Games Festival and like EGX um left field. So like it, so a lot of people like it, but um the uh the basic premise is it's a, a two to four player party game. So maybe if one of you gets it, you can play it together, which would be adorable. And uh, where players must steal a fish and escape out of the window while sticking to everything and causing mayhem along the way. So yeah, it's like it, it, it to me. It the one the art style looks really great, but also it seems like what's that um that operating game like surgeon simulator or whatever yeah. oh yeah where it's like it's like that kind of game where it asks you to do something very precise and like specific but because of the way the game's designed it just gets out <laughs> goes out of control really quickly and like it's heist yesterday yes oh i'm so excited <laughs> to talk about that i thought we killed it in our final attempt yeah, but yeah. oh yeah yeah but no those are those are my games for you guys all right Awesome. So now we're gonna Ron's gonna do our, so our little thing. We'll do the we'll do the name first here. So yeah, buddy, spin in to see who gets who gets the me, first me, spin me. of the wheel. I want to win, it, even though it doesn't it's mean anything. Paul. Paul's hey. getting the first spin. Sure, right. how to spin the wheel? Okay, I'm gonna remove right. your name from so there. So you gotta walk up to it and look to yep. the right. Exactly. And then it's gonna <laughs> if you wait long enough for it to eventually make you walk away from the wheel then you walk back to it and there's somebody in line but that's part of it still because you want to wait for them to finish right up. Yep. and then you go and then gotta look at the the girl in the yellow jacket <laughs> yeah i'll let the master <laughs> take over sorry joey yeah <laughs> sorry. no 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 you were yeah no, no, you, no. you're you're, you're just no, I, I learned from you yeah. <laughs> okay ron is spinning the wheel <laughs> just spinning just spinning and paul looks like you are playing oh Art school. Art, Art school. school. That was close. It almost that landed on really someone close. stole my lunch. We would have to respin because we're not gonna. We're okay. we're we. It's a swap, so we're not playing our own games. So okay. So art yeah. school's removed from the list. Art school. So you right. get art school, and now we'll spin to see who goes next. Me, me, me. You got a fifty-fifty chance. Hot lunches. Hot lunches. And it looks like it's me. That's probably you, yeah. All right, well, it's probably you. That's, that's solidly me. Okay, I'm gonna remove. Like how you removed it. This. Like you're gonna spin it. Oh, I'm gonna <laughs> spin it. I have to. It's only fair. I gotta see what happens when there's only one left. I don't know. What's gonna okay, so spinning for me. All right, here we go. Here what we is Ron gonna get. play? I am going to play. Oh, damn. Oh, I'm going to play Someone Stole My Lunch. Oh, man. (laughs) I wanted that one. God damn it. Joey, you're later going to find out that the Someone Sexy. Can you swap an indie swap? (gasps) 
<laughs> and see who's no, last. Well, that's not in the spirit of it, because then <laughs> no. it's just like we just get to pick the games. Right. <laughs> and it looks like it's. I put landing again. on my that's name weird. almost. <laughs> hey, it's Joey. Joey. It's still, right. it lets you spin and everything. Okay. And shows okay. right. confetti. <laughs> <laughs> and now, Joey, you. I should just share okay. the whole screen. Let me see. Hold on. Hold on. Before you spin. Before you spin. Let me let me look at the what we have left. So we okay. Have... So I can let me take off yours since we're okay. not playing our own. So I'll take that one off. Uh, you had Sophie safe cracking and Sophie safe cracking. So you have I sticky cats ridiculous glitching. I get this call every day and farmers stealing tanks. Are you ready? Okay. I think my runner up is going to be farmers stealing tanks. Just that just sounds so bizarre. Um. So that's, I like having something to root for in these things. So there's like stakes, you know what I mean? So that's what I'm hoping for. So farmer stealing tanks, let's go. All right, here we go. Spin it, spin it to win it. No whammies or whatever they say. Oh, you're getting my game. All right, ridiculous <laughs> glitch it is. Here we, here we go. Ridiculous glitching. <laughs> I don't even remember what it was about. My eyes glazed over. I was like, this sounds Thanks. terrible. Yeah, I, no, I'm just I kidding. Was, I'm I was kidding. talking and Joey blanked out. <laughs> I just blanked out. I, I was um, imagining, by the way, that um, when Ron comes back to report on Someone Stole My Lunch, that the sexy thief is Judy Alvarez. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> God damn it. And then it's like... <laughs> at the beginning it's like choose your gender and i'm like oh well i'm just gonna i'm male okay and then it's like you can't date judy <laughs> she steals your lunch <laughs> but she's a lesbian so you don't get to date her god you're, damn it you're sad twice <laughs> it keeps telling you like if you had dated her here's the sweet date you might have gone on but oh damn it judy <laughs> Anyways, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited. I'm so excited yeah. for art school. Yeah, yeah. school, yeah. school, <laughs> ridiculous glitch. So and we're playing ridiculous like glitching. Glitching. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, it's, it's a, I'm a yeah, it's, a, it's the Ron show. Shit. Oh, it is the yeah. Ron show. You curated yeah. this whole yeah. this whole event for us, Ron. Almost, almost. A little suspicious that you spun the wheel. Hmm. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> No, if if you if you had if you had actually rigged it, you probably would have wanted what? What was like the one game you would have wanted it to land on? Ooh, the one. Um, I mean, I would. I would. That safe cracking one sounds pretty interesting. Uh but also like actually give me force me to play Baldi's Basics would have been good too. Um, yeah, and that tank one sounds really weird. Yeah. You know what we should do? We'll on the podcast um folder, we'll create a document and we'll just have a running list. Every time we think of like in a game like that, we'll just throw it on there. So then when we do this next time, we'll do the same thing. We'll just put all the games on a on a wheel and spin them. So anytime we hear of like an indie game on itch.io that seems cool, we'll we'll throw it on there. So All right. Sounds good. Let's do it. But let's talk about we only have a couple new news items, and like I said, they sort of shaped the central topic of the episode which is remakes and reboots and remasters and all that stuff so the first one is that remedy is making a new max Payne game in partnership with rockstar so this is from polygon.com uh it says max Payne and max Payne 2 will be released as a single standalone title on pc playstation 5 and xbox series x and will feature a budget similar to remedy's other AAA projects according to the news release so remedy 
is control and um, what was Max Payne. Max, Matt, well, Max Payne too, right? Because the first no, Max Payne, both, both they, they, they were the original two Max Payne's. Oh, I thought it was handed off to them. No, Remedy was both. Like that was okay. that was their that was their bread and butter. Okay, so then the third game is when they handed it off to, to Rockstar. back to Rockstar, right? Yeah, or to Rockstar, um, to Rockstar Act. for the first time. Yeah, but Rockstar was publishing it. The first Rockstar, two, no, Rockstar, uh, Take Two, I think published the first one, and oh. then I think Rockstar published the second one, and then they okay. took. I believe they took over after that. Gotcha. Yeah, I always associate it with Rockstar. I think because Take Two, Take Two, Rockstar, Rockstar, yeah, that whole. Um, but yeah, they're known for Max Payne, Alan Wake, Quantum Break, Control. Oh, Quantum and Break, yeah. Yeah, Quantum Break. And they're doing it all in the control engine, which I think is pretty neat that that engine can, that will, that engine will be able to handle Max Payne. I'm really interested to see what they do with this. Are they going to keep the Max Payne face? I mean, right. that's just Sam Lake. That's just the founder of <laughs> Remedy, so I don't so see why is they would. Yes, yeah, they, they got it. They, they might do like the new, like a new rendered version of him, but I don't see why they wouldn't keep his face. I mean, it's, like him only, it's it's back in his hands, so why not, right? They're like the rest of the game is in the control engine, but his face is in Unreal Five because that's the only <laughs> engine powerful enough. To- <laughs> no, it's still the original model. It's still the, like really like flat, just photo image yeah. over. I'm super That's, excited. I'm super excited for this. Max, I really love Max Payne. It's a great game. Uh, so uh, yeah, I'm curious uh, you, for you in particular. What do you want from this? Because they're saying they're saying it's a it's a remake, but it's it's they're being faithful to the first two games, but they're sort of combining them. So like, what what do you hope to to get out of this? Other than like, do you want it to be super faithful? Do you want it to be like uh, an iteration of it? Like they're taking the core story, but then like modernizing it like what are, what are you hoping for um you know i don't know honestly um i hope they make the nightmare sequences easier <laughs> from the first game because those are a pain in the dick um i don't know i i could kind of go either way like they can make like a full like one-to-one remake or they can just like take the original game and just fully expand on it like I, i'm curious if they're going to like actually do one and two as separate games or if they're just going to combine them into one long game um, and I'm also curious kind of too, if they're going to kind of like take any of the stuff that happened in Max Payne three and kind of like, you know, canonize some of that stuff as well. Uh, cause there were some, you know, obviously Rockstar took over at that point. So they took some liberties with the story. So I wonder if they'll take those into consideration and make part three, like part of their canon as well. Um, yeah, I don't, honestly, I don't know what I want. I just want it to be good. And I have a feeling it's going to be good because Troll's really good. Um, I have faith in them to actually do something good with it. I mean, why, why wouldn't they? It's their fucking game. It's a dumb thing to say, Ron. Anyway. No, it's not, though. <laughs> oh, damn son of a bitch. Because no. they, they have a real affection for it, clearly. And, yes. You know, I, I, I think they're, they're, if anyone's going to go back and do it, I think the fact that they're doing it is very cool. I just love, I just love, like, there's so many, like, little things about it. Like, I hope they kind of expand on, like, the, um, like, the side stuff that they had in it. So, like, sorry, if you hear noise in the background, Elmer's playing with paper uh, very loudly. (laughs) Adorable. I don't hear anything now. 
Okay. Anyway, um, like they have like the fake TV shows and stuff like that that coincide with the storyline and all that stuff. I kind of hope they kind of flesh that stuff out and maybe like actually seeing as how like they did with Control, they actually put like a live action video in it uh, or full motion video. Like they might do like actually like recreate those TV shows in the game using real people. And cause one of them is like straight up fucking twin peaks knockoff. Uh, huh. and like they have them like basically like do like full motion twin peaks rip off in their game. It'd be pretty sweet. You guys haven't played I mean, control, right? Not yet. No, I bought it. I, I think I might have two copies of it. Cause you I do might have, have two a digital copy. Yeah. Cause I think, well, cause it was one of the PS plus games. Yeah. Yeah, and I have the physical copy. Yeah, so I'll I definitely want to play it. I've heard nothing but good things, and I feel like this is the best possible outcome. You know, having Remedy, who, like you said, has just seemingly gotten better and better with every game they've made, and have a great reputation now, and it's their original IP. You know, so I think one of the things, not to diverge too much from Max Payne, but like what it it makes me hopeful for is that Rockstar has become this big monolith and they have all these ip and of course the the two big ones red dead and gta are the ones that people care about but there are also other games like manhunt and for me bully that i'm like i've wanted a bully sequel for so long i wanted a bully too and a lot of people Dude, seem to i, I want can be that. Your, i can be your bully you can <laughs> you already are my bully hey, i can be aw. your bully joey <laughs> i'm your huckleberry um, oh, well, we've been playing gta a little sm- small digression and you are still my what is it called arch, ne- arch nemesis my arch and arch nemesis every time you lie it's like your arch nemesis big bad ron is on and i don't know when that probably started when we were doing our stupid sniper battles probably, where we would yeah. just like spawn in and go snipe the other person but for you i think you will forever be my arch nemesis in Aww. in gta online <laughs> a lot to but me. um you're going to be the star of the new, yeah, the new bully game. Yeah. But, um, but there was like Rockstar said they were going to be working on Bully 2 at some point a long, long time ago. Uh, Sean Lee, the the guy who did the music for Bully, said like he's working on the soundtrack yeah. for the second one like fucking 10 years ago, like oh. forever ago. Yeah. So. And then it's just been nothing but rumors and speculation since then. Like every time Rockstar is like, we were going to announce something, everyone's like, fucking Bully 2, oh my God. And they're like, a new car for GTA Online or whatever it is. Like it's some definitively not Bully 2 thing. Um, and so at this point, I think a lot of people are like, well, I guess it's just not happening. There are a lot of changes within Rockstar. Rockstar's focusing on GTA and, and Red Dead. But this gives me hope that they will hand it off to someone else. Like it's, yes, it's your IP, it's your property, but... If this goes well, what is stopping them from saying, okay, well... Well, it's, it, that's a little different, though, because that was all developed by them. Like, Bully was developed by them. Remedy yeah. was Max Payne. So, like, they kind of gave up the rights to Max Payne to Rockstar. And then Rockstar is kind of, like, offering, like, hey, you guys want to redo... You guys want to... Maybe, like, or, you know, maybe Remedy's like, hey, we'd really like to redo this. And Rockstar's like, okay, yeah, you can you could do it. We'll fund it. But you guys, you know, you guys do your work or whatever. Or they they were thinking about doing a. You're distracted give, by the sound. Give me a fucking second. <laughs> so cute. Don't, don't cut don't this stop out. Him. Don't cut this out. Don't stop him. I can hear it now, but it's adorable. Yeah. Today on Pretty Pixels Podcast, we got <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. free Frank. Yeah. Let him play with the paper. 
Agreed. We're gonna get so many like listener emails like enraged that they're not. With, he was playing with a toy that was stuck in the paper. Oh, like it's not even the paper oh. itself. Uh, anyway, um, I lost my fucking train of thought. Um, so you don't you don't think it'll happen because you don't think Rockstar will like trust another company with their original IP that they invented? I mean, I mean maybe now after you know after all the changes that are going on, maybe now they'll kind of you know relinquish control. I guess I don't know. I get it. Eh, eh. Control. Well, I wonder. Yeah. I, I kind of wonder if like they saw like you know all the other remakes coming out and all that stuff and. Well, okay, now you think about it this way, though. Do you think they're going to, like, hand it off to someone else after the fucking GTA uh, trilogy remake? Remaster? Well, but that's different, though. Like, they... I, I don't want a remaster. I don't want some company just but I, taking... But I'm, but I'm saying, though, like, you know, like, yeah. they took, someone took an already existing IP and all they had to do is just port it over and make it better. And they failed on that. Now they're going to trust someone else to make it, make a game from scratch based on their story? Yeah. I guess. And I guess what complicates it, too, is that they were using their engine. Yeah. And so I don't think they're going to hand their engine over to another developer. So it would be a wholly original thing. But like, I think the problem with Rockstar properties at this point is that they're so focused on making the because re- like, it's going to be GTA six and then it's going to be Red Dead three. These are huge you billion multi-billion dollar. I think so. Yeah. It's do. made them billions of dollars. At least just like 8,000 more years of Red Dead Online content. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, GTA Online content. Or well, both. They're still yeah. pumping it out. Yeah. Are they still doing Red Dead stuff? I haven't I haven't hopped on in a very long time. Yeah, I don't even see any like, news stuff. They were this stuff. fall. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, and I, yeah, and, and I think that's the thing is they spend so much time, so much money, so much manpower making these big open worlds and... I think they like that idea. I mean, they've made so it's, I can't even really put in, I even looking at the numbers doesn't fucking seem real with how much money they've made from Grand Theft Auto and Grand Theft Auto online. So I think that's the model they're going to use. So all of, I think all of their money and focus is going to be on these things. They're not going to back in the day. They used to take a, take a break and make a smaller game like bully. It was like, ah, you know, the team's been working on GTA for so long. Let's take a break and make Bully. They let's can't take, pump those games let's out. Let's take a break and force him to work on another one. <laughs> well, you, you know, take well, a break. I'm like using a crea- that break. Like a creative break. Like, let's yes. step right. away from, yes. you know, this long-running series. And take one, well, take some some risks. Like, Bully was different. And, like, yeah. it, it used similar features, obviously. But, like, yeah, are, are, they, are they willing to step away from these massive, you know, cash cows and, and make like a bully too especially when i mean the first one drummed up so much controversy when it came out like and i yeah. can't imagine in this like current well, moment what a bully well, yeah, that, would and that's the thing too is like i wonder if they're having a hard time like coming up with like a story that's like that could work in now you know like what what what, what would a bully two even look like now you know what i mean yeah, like, things, and do we things trust have them changed. To make that story? Things have changed in yeah. the last like fifteen years since that first game or whatever it's been. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I I could trust them to do it. I mean, they they're pretty good about. I mean, GTA Five, like comparing GTA Five to like GTA San Andreas, like they've bring back a lot of their stuff, um, a lot of some of the stuff that they've done over over the years. So, like, they know when they. have they know the current climate of things. 
but are they are they gonna take a risk on that kind of title when they know that like if we spend five or six years or however many years um making a new gta game that's gonna sell eight bajillion copies so like they can do things creatively that are risky but like gta is such a known quantity at this point like i can't imagine a gta came coming out and underperforming in terms of sales like that's absolutely ridiculous to me in a way that bully too it's a little more of an unknown quantity where I want it. it, it I want to yeah, play it. Has, too, it but. has a lot of fan support, but is that fan support enough to support making spending a you know couple million dollars and years? Like and years, years. they take yeah. such a long time developing games. Now, I right. would love like someone who wants them to take risks and like wants a bully game. I would love that, but I don't know if they're going to make that decision. I don't know. Yeah, I think what would be great is if they. If they, because they they basically started to combine all of those teams that they purchased, so they were like per, they like had these different studios, Rockstar North, Rockstar San Diego, and from my understanding, it all sort of just became one big Grand Theft Auto Red Dead studio. Pretty much, yeah. I kind of want them to do like separate again, like have you have the money to staff up, like have smaller studios and have them focusing because one of the things that they that they benefited from that was getting to experiment with new gameplay mechanics that they then used in we've talked about to talk about this all the time ron like back in the day they would come out with like midnight club this racing game and it was like oh that's weird like why are they coming out with the racing game it's because they used what they learned with that in grand theft auto to make their driving mechanics better yeah um basically they, like they all did, their previous games were like you know working towards grand theft auto 3 like yeah uh smugglers run like as far as like state of emergency yeah like all um, state of emergency was after the fact but that helped with their expanding and making the game kind of like more crowd heavy and stuff like that right fleshing out the world Um, yeah testing the limits of like how how many characters can we have on screen doing unique individual things like what kind of engine do we need to support that and then manhunt stealth mechanics melee combat like they they make these games that are like table tennis famously there's the scene in grand theft auto with no i have no idea um <laughs> which that is kind of weird to me that they have it, in it, grand was, theft auto, it, was, it was basically them just you know working with it that their new break their new, well no it was working with the new you know body engine yeah like showing off like how their character models can look and move and all that stuff right but in grand theft auto you can play darts you can arm wrestle you can play golf. Why can't you play fucking table tennis? That you would can be play amazing. regular tennis. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. There's regular. That's what, there there is there is big tennis. It's actually, tennis. It's, ground it's tennis. actually fun too. Ground like, tennis and GTA is very fun. I can, yeah. Which now that we're starting to play online, we got to play golf. Yeah, we like, got to play we used golf. Used to do that all the time. Ron would always kick my ass though. So. But what but, like, you what you were saying about the Rockstar model though? I, what is interesting is it works now. That's what the Sony like main developers are doing with one another they're yeah. like sharing ideas and information and like you know approaches to open worlds or like um you know story or or whatever you know so right i, w- I would love rockstar to get back into that way of making games you know and, and taking little risks and then obviously keeping their big flagships you know alive like because i get it you know and i I, i'm and i just entered gta online land so i i can attest it is fun you know yeah 
a little there's some rough edges that are yeah we'll talk constantly about those sure. annoying but yeah we'll, we'll talk about those but yeah let's let's this is a great discussion but we are we could probably talk about rockstar forever so let's move on to our only other news uh news article which is the announcement of kingdom hearts 4 and another kingdom hearts game that i don't think any of us are super interested in. it's for it's a mobile game am i being shitty and dismissive it's a it's a mobile game. I don't even remember. I didn't write the name down, but Kingdom Hearts Four is the one that's like making all the news, of course, because people thought the Kingdom Hearts series was done. Kingdom Hearts Three, in particular, took a long time to develop and come out, and the speculation was that it was really hard with Square Enix work trying to work with Disney, and Disney's notoriously very protective of their IP, and so there was a lot of frustration in the development. This again, some of it's speculative, but I do remember there being an interview with someone from Square Enix where they were like they they very heavily hinted at it was hard to to make because we had to keep going back and forth and make sure that the smallest little thing if we were going to have any Disney branded thing on something it had to go you know multiple passes of like you know checking to make sure that everything was good so i think everyone thought like well that took forever to come out like people liked it but it wasn't quite the the massive hit that that they thought it would be being a Disney property. So Kingdom Hearts 3 is the end of the series. So Kingdom Hearts 4 was like this huge surprise announcement. The trailer focuses mostly on Sora. Uh, Donald and Goofy are shown right at the end. Because I think when they first started, when I was first watching the trailer, I was like, oh man, are they going to get rid of the Disney stuff? Like, is it just going to, like, are they going to separate the Kingdom Hearts original characters because they did that with the Final Fantasy stuff like the the Kingdom Hearts series started out and it was supposed to be a combination of the Final Fantasy world and the Disney world and there were a few new characters that they introduced and they were like we're using these to bridge those two universes and then by the third game Final Fantasy who I, like I, they got I rid hate, of I hate that by the way yeah I totally fuck because those characters are so important in the like the lore of the series and like continuity across games and then just like that stupid response of like well they just they were there to you know create a transition but we just found that the the kingdom hearts original characters are so strong we didn't need them anymore i'm like that's not how that works right you can't just like have them (laughs) in and then like well this other character is really cool now so we can just get rid of the other ones right that other people like is ridiculous anyway sorry sorry to interject no well especially i was annoyed because i'm a huge final fantasy fan so that that whole that's all that I was sold on the original game when the premise came out. It was like Final Fantasy and Disney. I was like, holy fuck, that's amazing. And especially Disney's not, he has had a, a checkered past with regards to video games. I don't checkered might be too generous. Like there's been a lot of bad Disney games. There's some some notable good ones out there. Supposedly Aladdin, Lion King, pretty good platformers, but um, just not a lot of great AAA Disney games. So Square Enix, one of the premier developers and publishers at the time especially making a disney game was like holy shit this is going to be amazing and by the third game like you said when they got rid of them i was like i don't understand like i'm glad but like those are your characters like if if you're in like if it's easy to leave characters in because you don't have to do any checking about it does this fit with anything like it would be your character why are you not leaving your characters in that seems so weird yeah ridiculous yeah so that do you, do that you like pizza? I know you've been enjoying pizza, sauce, cheese, and crust. What if we just got <laughs> rid of the sauce? 
Um, and Tab, if you're listening, thing, right? yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, well, it's the same principle. Like you've liked this combination of three things: Kingdom Hearts characters, Final Fantasy characters, and Disney characters. You've been liking that for a long enough. Let's just get rid of one of those three things because the, the other two are good enough. But you get rid of like one of the most essential things. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, yeah. but that's what I'm saying. The Final Fantasy characters, if you play Kingdom Hearts, they're baked into the mainline story. They're not just like yeah. cameo appearances. Like they're more essential in some ways than even like the Disney characters are. Like Barry, Darnold, and Goofy, and like Mickey, of course. It's ridiculous. So. Yeah, metaphor accomplished. Tab, if you're listening, I'm sorry <laughs> about your recent troubles. I, I love see I because that you're right. That metaphor does work perfectly because there were those three primary ingredients: the the dough, the sauce, and the cheese. And Final Fantasy characters, original Kingdom Hearts characters, and Disney characters perfect combination. And then, like you said, you pull one of them out, and like it's fine. I still like cheese. I still like pizza dough, but. <laughs> It sure would fucking pull them together to have that sauce in there. But I love that you brought that up because legitimately Tab just had an experience where they ordered a pizza and they got it without sauce for some unknown fucking reason. And so it's become this weird like in joke that we keep bringing up. And I love that you found a way to work it onto the podcast. (laughs) Tab. Um but no, yeah, I, I, it's so that that was so upsetting, and so I did like Kingdom Hearts three. I thought it was fine, but that was a huge disappointment for me, and not to mention the story. So we should talk about like I am not the I've played all three mainline Kingdom Hearts games. I haven't played any of the side games, and apparently that's why I'm confused. I don't. I I highly suspect that that's not true. But with Kingdom Hearts three, I was like, I have no idea what the fuck's going on. But I was like, I guess I don't really care. Like, I'm just here to see the Disney worlds, to, like, see how they're going to interpret. Like, you know, Pirates of the Caribbean was like a new world and everything. And I want to see the new Keyblades and and all that stuff. I want to explore, you know, Big Hero 6. Like, that was fucking cool. So I guess I don't care about the story at this point. But you have played all of the Kingdom Hearts games, Paul, or most um, of them? Most of them. There's a couple of handheld games that I did not get to play, but I've I've gone most of the distance, you know, on on, on those games. <laughs> How would you say the the story when you went into three? Did you feel comfortable? Like, okay, I know what's going on. I mean, some of the pieces, like I, well, okay, so let me back up. That that's unfair. I think you need the like the fact that it's like Kingdom Hearts, Kingdom Hearts two, and Kingdom Hearts three like those are the main numbered ones is like tote and so you would think as someone who would just like hear that you would go like well those are the mainline games the other things are like side experiences they maybe enrich those three games a little bit it's a total i think like um like uh what am i looking for it's totally misleading because like those games provide like foundation like those middle games provide foundational connective material between two and three that makes like three so hard to understand and but so like i would definitely say that um so like they are important and like they do introduce characters and help connect things from game to game but i was so confused i i got lost starting honestly with two where like nobody's got brought into it and then like they're heartless and they're nobodies and weird computer simulations that you know people are kept in and then like by you know, 
the third game and like all those other games there's like 12 million other characters who are thrown into it and there's the original person there's heartless and there's nobodies and then there's copies of nobodies and heartless that people get and before long it's like holy shit i'm i'm so confused so yeah i i share your confusion in having played some of those middle games you know joey so. yeah what well, that seems like if any if disney was gonna be intrusive about anything why weren't they intrusive about that disney's normally very careful about making stories very you know even if they're not i mean they're i, I wouldn't call them quote-unquote kitty stories but they try to make stories accessible to a wide rate a wide audience you know and so even if it can be sophisticated like some of the pixar stories kids can still watch it and get it and understand and follow it if, if disney like stop being like you know mickey's ears aren't wide enough needs to be point you know don't nitpick about that why didn't you like step in and say can you just make this fucking understandable like can someone fucking because it was okay like you said there were these side games and they introduced these integral integral i don't know how to say um storyline story beats and characters and then didn't they try to then make that and this ties into our our main thing about reboots and remasters and stuff they didn't they come out with a if i'm remembering correctly a kingdom hearts 2.5 which was like kingdom hearts 2 with some of that story elements worked in like that right there that should have been assigned to someone that like if the story for for kingdom hearts 2 wasn't clear enough and easy enough to follow that you had to then you had you made a side game with new elements that you now need to like you know, not co-opt, but like force into another version of part two so that people might understand what's going on part three. There's some problem with that, which then I was like, maybe they learned their lesson from that. And that's where, where that came in is they were like, okay, well, things are getting out of hand. The fact that we had to then release part two again with these added elements, let's make three a little more straightforward. That didn't happen. So <laughs> I'm 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 hoping that this that's one of my main hopes for the fourth one is that it's going to be sort of a relaunch in terms of how they're telling the story. And I want them to simplify things. Um, it doesn't look like they're rebooting it because they're showing characters, especially some of those. Um, see, at this point, I don't remember if they're nobodies, but they're showing some of the bad guy characters in the, like the zipper coats. So I think they're it is a continuation of the story, but man, do I hope they in some way just summarize it in a very simplified way and then take it in a different direction. Yeah. Cause I think final fantasy, which structurally you can look at it as being very similar to how kingdom hearts likes to structure stories that series really benefits from like its episodicness so like final fantasy 7 new characters newish world like maybe some similar elements but like we're it's a fresh start and it's kind of bookended in some way final fantasy 10 yeah. you know different thing again similar elements but it's bookended kingdom hearts is like yeah we made a joke ahead of this that it's like a just the third game alone is like 40 years of like a a, a regular <laughs> soap opera like as the world turns condensed into like one game and you're like oh my god and it just it's starting for me at least like i love sora and i i like everybody like riku kairi like whatever but like it's starting to feel like so convoluted and so long in the tooth that maybe they would just benefit from like maybe 
starting a new story set in this world and like giving people who want to experience what the series offers which is like a prestige square enix disney crossover but like experience it like on the ground floor instead of being like well to understand the series you really got to go back to this game that came out in 2004 now let me tell you all about it you know it's like i don't know i would like to see that i don't think that's what we're getting but um you know Maybe there there are other ways to do that kind of thing without doing like a hard reset and, and starting with some new characters. I would just love to be in one of like the board meetings or the executive or like the creative team meetings with with Square Enix and Disney where they sit down and Square Enix explains the story and it's just all over the place and there's charts and graphs that are and it's like and then there's this group of people on this character who knows this character from this other game and it's so convoluted and they finish and Disney's like, uh, okay, um, so let's talk about Goofy's pants because we think it, they're a little too baggy or whatever. They're like, we're not even going to fucking touch the story. Like, <laughs> we're just going to go with what we know, which is like the design of our characters. Um, well, let's talk about the art style, though. So it's changed from this very uh, exaggerated, um, very cartoony style, very distinct from Kingdom Hearts with like exaggerated limb size, like hands and feet and stuff like that. And they're shifting toward more realistic proportions and everything. Sora looks mostly realistically proportioned. Uh, we we get a shot, several shots, a whole scene of Tokyo or not Tokyo, sorry, but a fic- fic- fictional city that looks like Tokyo or some modern city. So realistic humans and all that kind of stuff, realistic trees. Is that a welcome change for you guys? Yeah, um, I think, well, it'll be interesting to see. Like, it is what it is. Like, I think, like, Kingdom Hearts 3 in a lot of, like, stages tried to go for a more photorealistic look to it. Um, I I, I guess I'm okay with it as long as when we go to, like, the, the hub worlds that they commit to, like, all those different um, styles, you know? Because, right. like, for example... When they go to um, the Pirates of the Caribbean world, um, it's photorealistic, but it looks in the style of, like, Pirates of the Caribbean, and Pirates of the Caribbean is a live-action movie franchise, so, like, it's supposed to look that way. Then, like, when you go to Big Hero 6, it looks like Big Hero 6, and it's, like, styled in, in, in that way, and it looks really good. It looks, like, very Pixar-y, and it, it looks great. So I think as long as, you know, they're, they're, they're diving into this new approach, but, like, they're not trying to force all these other parts of the game into that that particular like um framework i'm totally cool with it like it's fine yeah i'm i'm super excited because i was not a fan i don't there was it wasn't just kingdom hearts i do i it was unique in terms of video games it was they had a very unique style and some of it the cover art you talked about the cover art like some of their environmental work and there's their the style of things like fonts and keyblades. I love that whole thing. But there was a general trend in mostly children's media at the time that heavily favored, again, these exaggerated appendages, hands and feet in particular. So you'd see like Batman toys with massive hands and massive feet. And not just like, again, it was multiple like kids kind of properties and I, I was not a fan. I don't know what it is, but there's something that just bothers me about that. Like seeing Sora with his gigantic floppy shoes, I, I just something just really bothered me about that. So I'm a huge fan of them 
like you said, I hope that they're faithful. That's the most important thing that they're faithful to the worlds that they, that they depict. Um, but as a very small minor thing for my own personal little the internal <laughs> the, is the feet, man. Thank you for, cause I'm like, take those shoes off. What do your feet look like? Are they that massive or are you just like a lot of space in there? Are you just flopping around like clown shoes? I don't know. Well, it just, and what else is that big? You know, if that was my feet are. Yeah. Oh, hey. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this, took me a second. This podcast just went from six to midnight. But, you know, that's what we do on the show, you know. A little, that's what we do. A little stuff Gotta, for everybody, yeah. <laughs> sneak, a, sneak a dick in there every now and then. Um, but speaking of big feet and staying genuine to this world. So when I first wa- I watched the, the trailer twice, just kind of back to back, just to take it in. I, again, I'm not super up on the kingdom hearts lore and so i want to say the original announcement that square enix posted said something like let the speculation begin so they're they're playing into the idea that kingdom hearts fans are going to go nuts over this and just have all these really complicated readings and they were right because people pointed out something that i completely missed and i was actually suspicious of when i heard um but polygon had a write-up of this several sites did but polygon had a write-up of how some fans noticed a an atst foot hidden in one of the shots so in one of the shots of the trailer if you haven't watched it yet it's just these empty shots of this big dense forest this big beautiful like redwood forest and now of course people are saying that it's endor the moon um planet from the star wars movies but you don't you can't tell when you're looking at it, it just looks like a bunch of trees. But in one of the shots, supposedly there was this ATST foot. And I was like, I, I don't know. So I went back and looked at the trailer and I saw where they're talking about it. I took a screenshot and it I it looks like an ATST foot. Like I can't really like I don't know what else it would be. It doesn't look like a random assortment of rocks. What do you guys think? Is this are people reading too much into it or do we think, think that I think they're fucking with you. You think so? The Kingdom Hearts people? Yeah. Why wouldn't they? I don't know. Disney and Star Wars? It looks like that. That would be something that people would like. Are, are, are they pulling yeah. out Final Fantasy and replacing it all with Star Wars characters? Wait, now, hold on. Now, this, this is like, <laughs> I'm sitting here moaning about the Final Fantasy characters going, if it's just like Star Wars <laughs> meets other Disney properties meets now the, Kingdom Hearts. The role <laughs> of Sephiroth will be played by Boba Fett. Yes, and you get a lightsaber <laughs> keyblade, and they do the dumb voice. You know like you would. Too. Fuck yes! Oh my god! You know you would. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. Okay. I listen. You know that. <laughs> I know what this is like. Maybe it's like um, like like the kind of pizza where it's like a white sauce instead of a red sauce, and you're like, mm, oh, okay, it's not what it used to be but oh <laughs> more star yeah, at least their sauce yeah oh, something to Joey, what if ray is one of your companions you know how you could swap him out in the world yeah and then you can I... romance her what yeah oh my god and then judy alvarez comes in <laughs> somehow <laughs> that would be consolation for all of your judy alvarez woes if you could romance ray in a video game finally <laughs> oh my god well i see the thing is weirdly enough not to digress too much but like Ray is kind of like a pure character in my mind where she doesn't have a romance. I love Ray and yes, in some fantasy world would I love to like be Ray's number 1? Yes, I'd love to be Ray's bay trademark. But I 
I don't like in a game as like Sora or someone or I I don't you, know. You don't want her to you be get, Sora. I was gonna say, yeah, you don't want Sora to get <laughs> Yeah. That's what it is. You yeah, don't I'm want like, her to no be one, Donald. <laughs> let me create the character and then no no no. Yeah, Donald <laughs> I can't do the voice. I was about to try. I'm not gonna embarrass us like that. But um no, I, I do I think it looks like an ATSD foot. It, obviously it makes sense. Um they did the Pirates of the Caribbean crossover, so they're willing to do realistic you know human characters and i don't know at this point it's still so early they said that they're early in development uh they showed a bunch of footage but they've done that with previous games where it's like it's not real gameplay so i don't know that it's i i don't have any expectations for what the game is actually going to look like at this point or when it's going to come out or when it's going to come i part of me thinks like they they must have learned their lesson from that last one and it's not going to take 10 years or whatever it was but they ideally learned their lesson from last time ideally i made a I made a joke when you said that that um i look forward to playing kingdom hearts 4 at whatever nursing home I'm in when it comes out. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to come out um, with uh, Horizon Part 7 and overshadow <laughs> yeah, it exactly. for, for Game of the Year. Is but um, an outlet to plug this PS7 into? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like outlets, Grandpa. You know outlets aren't a thing anymore. <laughs> we just have lasers. VR lasers. <laughs> no consoles anymore. Yeah. Someone shoots the laser at your eyes. It's a game. <laughs> <laughs> they call them musk lasers because Elon Musk bought the the laser. It's what Elon workers Musk bought everything. It's yeah. what workers keep their their minds occupied with while they're toiling in his space mines. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if Elon Musk offered to buy this podcast for five thousand dollars a piece, would you take it? Only if we can. He's he's worth them. he's worth a lot more than that. Yeah, we would have to drive him. What, what's the bit. number then? That's why I started low. I was like, let's start low, like 5000 So what if 50000 a piece? Yeah. Only if we can... And it had to be unanimous. But hold on. Only if we can create another podcast called The Prettier Pixels Podcast <laughs> right after he buys this one. <laughs> that triggered a weird memory in me of like getting into an argument with a kid when I was in like third grade where we were talking about and this makes sense that i became an english major we were talking about the difference or which one was more bigger or biggest because if you're the biggest then there's nothing that's the ceiling right yeah but by definition if something is bigger then it's bigger than the the biggest biggest. but then that becomes the biggest and yeah it becomes the biggest so then what is the biggest then the biggest. Not the biggest anymore. It's <laughs> but anything that is bigger than the biggest just becomes the biggest. Oh god. <laughs> Third grade language discussion. Did you used to do this too with like um well I have infinity, you know, bullets. Well yeah. I have infinity, infinity times infinity. Plus one. Yeah, infinity, right. yeah, or whatever, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, because I remember yeah, that uh, man, I was such a little and shit. You, you called me a bully. Jeez. I was not a bully. I You're a mind bully. <laughs> You're getting an infinity swirly as well. I'm gonna give you infinity infinity. <laughs> yeah. It, well, I think in my friend group, infinity plus one was the top. Like for some reason you couldn't go beyond that because it was too <laughs> outrageous, too ridiculous to go beyond infinity plus one. Unless you really wanted to, then you can be like, no, hold on. Because infinity plus you know two. You know there's a number that's bigger than one? 
<laughs> yeah, you say infinity plus one, someone just starts crying. <gasps> infinity plus two. <gasps> infinity error. <laughs> He's getting shit to his pants. Oh, <laughs> but yeah, Star Wars. Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts. Um, yeah, I, I'm excited. It's just, you know, like we've said, who knows when it's going to come out. I would love for there to be Star Wars. I'm not holding out hope. Um, obviously, they've also bought Marvel. So if they're going to put Star Wars in it, I would imagine they're probably going to put Marvel. But who knows? I don't know at this point. Way too early to speculate. Ron, do you have any like you? You play the first game, right? Nope. Not at all. Nope. OK. Any no interest? Nope. No, no. Mickey, Mickey Mouse. No. What if they, what if they yeah. have like a twisted metal world? <laughs> when yeah. You, when you just be curious. Oh, and by the way, Ron, they let David Jaffe just design this one world in the Kingdom Hearts game. Oh God! <laughs> and, and it's not the David Jaffe you knew. It's like the insane like twenty twenty two <laughs> David Jaffe. Yeah, I was gonna say I'm like you know like still in high school like beating up kids for their lunch money and being an edgelord <laughs> david jaffe yeah no i still no still no hard no on that one <laughs> i had to follow him on twitter he just got like to be a total asshole yeah, yeah. he's like metroid dread this piece of shit well what, what if they did that what if they okay so what if kingdom hearts pulled a soul caliber and had a level that was exclusive to each platform so sony had a some kind of Sony level. What would you? What would you want from that? Like, which property? If we had to stick to one property, yeah. And it can't be the guy game. Well, it's not a Sony property, so <laughs> I know. Well, but it would just be great. Um, it would be. Yeah. Well, it's hard because, like, what's a Sony property anymore? The Titty Blade. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I keep on um, asking questions that you have to <laughs> if you don't get them right. I, I well, I think. I think Horizon would make the most sense, probably. I can't. Well, maybe Last God of, of War or Last of Us. Ooh. Well, I, that I can't see that. That would be like that's super grim. So and like, Donald gets bitten, and so I mean, has to they shoot him they, in the face. they started getting really dark in those later games. So why not go the rest of the way, right? <laughs> There's like a that's like the opening down, like, scene, <laughs> a red hallway, and sorry, has to beat it to death. <laughs> And you press, you just keep that, pressing square to keep going. That one I would play. <laughs> well, because they always have like this opening scene that like transitions into the new world where the there's some like fun way to introduce the character, and it's gonna be they're gonna be like walking around like, wow, everything looks so realistic. What happened? This world's like in decay, and then suddenly you're just gonna see this little hand with a knife go around Sora's throat, and it's gonna like pull his hair back. Look, like, what are you doing here, motherfucker? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, she hits Goofy in the shoulder with an arrow. Oh, <laughs> get a turn i can't i can't do yeah it. we have to take the we have to take the arm goofy it's the only way <laughs> it's, it's chip and dale is it chip and dale that are holding the knife to Sora's throat too they're like standing on each other's shoulders one on each shoulder one with each of the knife one's holding back the hair the rest of the rescue Not, rangers are there yeah. don't take my goofing hand <laughs> yeah, they, they they smash goofy's hand with a hammer yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm like I'm liking this game more and more now. <laughs> Maybe I will jump on. A bunch of like magic spells whistle out of the darkness and kill you. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Wow. I we are we had a roll today with great game ideas. <laughs> this is the crossover it's, we need. The keyblade would be the, the Joel blade and it would just be like his arm. Oh no. His guitar. Oh, it's it's his guitar, but it's horrible. Oh, there we go. Smashed, yeah. like, down his happiness. Um. <laughs> oh, All right. Well, I think that about does it for Kingdom Hearts discussion. <laughs> there you go. What was that phrase you said? From six to midnight? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> How do we go from colorful, fun Disney Kingdom Hearts to appendages and broken me, hands me that's how it went <laughs> that's true i made the mistake of ron are you into this and you were like kill people um speaking of killing people now i have no idea uh, I transitions mean, that's, are not that's my a thing good transition yeah um let's see so what, we, what have we been playing um i think so the the gta online stuff we can save for last because we've all, yeah. all been playing we could talk about our heist shenanigans but um i guess i'll i'll go first i because it's mostly predictable. I spent, I think, 40 hours this past week playing Chrono Cross. So I was so excited for that. And I bought it immediately. And it worked out with my work schedule. I had already kind of put some time aside for it. But I had a lot of opportunity. To, I stayed up all night one of the nights. Staying up all night is not as easy when you're almost 40. Let me just, let me just say. Mm. When I was a kid, my sleep schedule was fucked up. I was like, I'll just stay up all night. And then magically, my sleep schedule is back on track. When I'm an adult, I try that and I can stay up all night. And I just can't stay asleep. I can't sleep for 12 hours like I used to. Fucking getting old sucks. Anyways, <laughs> played a lot of Chrono Cross. Stayed up a lot of late nights. Um, I love it. We can talk about it a little bit more with our remasters and reboots thing. But it's if you haven't played it or haven't heard about it, it's a remaster where they up-res a lot of the character models and environments uh, and things like that, and they add some quality of, quality of life features that a lot of these newer RPG remakes have, where you can speed up the, the gameplay, you can turn off enemy encounters, you can add combat boosts and things like that. So uh, if you wanted it to be an easier experience, you can. I'm trying to play through it mostly pure. I do speed it up occasionally with like some of the combat animations and stuff like that. But no, I'm I'm loving it. I'm in the last probably like third of the game. I'll probably have more to say next week once I finish it. But I'm planning on getting all of the endings because I want to get the platinum trophy. The platinum trophy for this game is fucking insane. It's so hard. I'm again forty hours in. I have six trophies. It's it's so these trophies are not fucking easy to get. But I'm like, it's Chrono Cross. I have to get the platinum trophy for it. So I'm gonna be playing this forever. Um, still playing Minecraft finished the bat cave for the most part uh i need to put some finishing touches on it i need to make like a bat computer and stuff but uh, i'm really happy with it so far and then a little bit more persona q but that's i'm falling off of that a little bit um yeah mostly mostly chrono cross for me but paul what are you what have you been playing i've been playing gta which we'll talk about in a second and elden ring baby oh it finally came yeah. out <laughs> it finally came out a little before june just for me Thanks from software. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I um I can put my 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 delusional thinking aside now that I can actually play it. Um, 
Um, it was really supposed to come out in May. That's how. No, I finally started it, and it is fucking awesome. It is everything I wanted it to be. Um, the world is glorious. Um, the I think the combat is is totally awesome. There is such a a great variety of different kinds of characters you can play, and like different approaches to sort of character building, like weapons combat all those things it's so cool yeah the 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 sheer volume and variety of like bosses is is just like staggering and like the the, the boss fights i've done so far and i've done a lot of them are so exciting oh shit so you're you're pretty deep into it well that's i'm not though <laughs> like I, oh. I i've got an inkling of how big the world is and i played a lot of it but it's just such a massive game um and one thing they've done is like even in previous games, even though it's um even though it's um like very like kind of open in a lot of ways, like they do kind of corral you through like a semi specific path. Like so like Dark Souls does that, for example, where like it is designed in such a way where you experience things in a certain order, and that's kind of true of Elden Ring, but also I think more than any other game they've ever made. It has that Breath of the Wild thing where you just you open up like from the tutorial and like the world is just kind of yours to explore and like there are really tough bosses that like you you kind of get a sense of like you fight them a little bit and you're like oh fuck like I need to go you know like level up and like find some gear and come back to them and so like there are there are ways in which like kind of there are certain experiences that you're meant to have a little bit later but like it really gives you um opportunities to like explore and like kind of encounter things your own way and like they haven't like done that to this extent before and it's so great like it the freedom is so like thrilling and like yeah the the care that they put into like all the different kinds of enemies like how carefully the world is built around you and how much like war and story and history like they kind of you know build in like impressionistically just through that that stuff um it's just staggering so yeah i i love it i cannot wait to play more um and i'm just having a great time with it what's your build like what kind of character do you have i'm so glad you asked so i started (laughs) off with um the samurai and um the samurai is really interesting because you have a pretty good balance of like melee skills though it, it leans a little bit towards like dexterity but um you don't really have a great shield and while that is intimidating early on because you start with kind of less health than um than other sort of classes what you get is the uchi katana which is one of the best swords in the game and can take you like very far in the game and you Damn. also have a really awesome so you have like a traditional like a regular move set with a weapon but then you have um and this is called the ashes of war but it's like a special attack um with a particular weapon and that katana has a special attack called unsheath which is where you like put your katana back in its like sheath and then at like a time that you choose you like pull it out and dramatically like attack somebody and it's so powerful (laughs) like it is so unbelievably powerful and um if you time it against certain bosses, like that move can like, it allows you to punch so much further up from your weight class than you should be able to early in the game. So I've just um, been really focusing on um, sort of getting the feel of like melee combat down. It feels very similar to other from software games, but it's a little bit different. And then like 
figuring out, yeah, how to incorporate that move into like my regular encounters with bosses. And um, that, that's just been super fun. And yeah, I, I would highly recommend that class, by the way, Joey uh, or Ron, um, when you start, if you start, because like it, um, yeah, it's, it's a really great way in. But uh, but that's just one, you know, that like there's the, the build I eventually want to get up to because I've been looking into different kinds of builds is a hybrid magic and dexterity build. And you get all these hmm. cool weapons that kind of fuse those things together. One of them um, is the uh, Moonveil Katana, which is this magical sort of moonlight katana that has like this awesome energy attack that looks super cool. There is, um, oh, I can't remember what it's called. They're like the wings of a stair or something, but they're like this two short swords that look like dragonfly wings. Hmm. And like they move really fast and you can kind of like get in close and like slice people up and like their charge attack, you shoot like projectiles out of them and like, yeah, there's all all kinds of weapons and like um you know like mage staffs and like sorcery and summons and like you know like bows and stuff. So like there's or like strength weapons that are ridiculous. Like there's one that it just looks like I can't remember what it's called, but it's just like a giant hammer with like a cinder block that's twice as big as you. Like on the end, and you can just like smash you know enemies with it. And, and yeah, and what I'm always surprised by is they give you so many different ways to approach combat, but they design bosses that can accommodate all those different, you know, approaches mm. and create new, you know, either advantages for you based on what you're doing or new problems for you to solve. And like how versatile and flexible like those boss designs are to accommodate all these different kinds of ways to play. I just think is absolutely stunning. I'm yeah, I'm, I think it's going to be, you know, we're we don't have the the fortune of being full-time game journalists or anything like that so we don't get codes ahead of time so i i think it's but i think it's going to be interesting over the next month or so to f hear your perspective because you've played most of the or all of the from soft games right i think well not dating back i haven't played like the adventures of cookie and cream such a long what we think of as from soft yeah games. like the modern era yes I, yeah. <laughs> isn't yeah, that so, so crazy I, that they went from that to like this right yeah <laughs> there was some i don't remember what the other game was but there was some really i'm like what from from soft like i don't remember what it was but it was really ridiculous but um and then tab and i so tab I think Tab has never played a FromSoft game either. Or like maybe they tried Bloodborne or something like that. I don't think they've for them. played anything. And then I, I've never played, but I, I bought it. I'm going to play it. Ron, are you going to play it? I, I keep, I keep getting like interested in, in it, but I'm yeah. like, I know I'm probably going to hate it. <laughs> like that's, that's, like that's, that's my why, thing. You I, like might fantasy, I might try. Right, I might. I don't like fantasy. So like that's that's one strike against it. Uh, <laughs> I I I mean I I have the Bloodborne uh that was you know PS Plus game so I have that so maybe I try that and see if I like it enough to maybe get into it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, our friend Gary gave me his copy of I think it was Bloodborne because he heard that it was cool like gothic horror like all these things and so I think he was really drawn in by the aesthetic of it. And then he like was like, no, I <laughs> did not did not like the gameplay to the point where he was like, do you want this? I don't I don't want this anymore. So Get it out of my house. I was like, I'll pay for it. He's like, no, I'll pay you. Please take it. He's worried it's like the Jumanji board where it's just going to show up back. Here <laughs> <laughs> drums. Do, 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 do. I, I'm looking like, at a list of from software games, and I think the only one that I've ever played is Armored Core on the PlayStation. I think oh, it's the shit. only one that I've ever played. Yeah, damn. I didn't even know they made that. Yeah, that was that was like one of their first games. 
that's that's wild um yeah so i so it'll be interesting if if you do end up playing ron like me you and tab like neither none, none of us have played it have played from soft games so i think hearing your continued impressions pause you get deeper into it being a veteran and then us having our new because i think we're all interested in maybe different things i don't know i mean i i'm interested in the world and exploration i kind of want that random element that i'm seeing happen a lot which is what i love in big open world games where everyone has different experiences because there's no clear path yeah i like that idea i'm worried about the combat that might frustrate me but we'll we'll see so i do have a question about the combat though so you said you're a samurai so these are classes right like Mm -hmm. are you samurai class with regard to the defensive stuff so is are certain classes like tied to certain defense types because i know that there's rolling i know that there's parrying i know that there's blocking um uh, is the samurai like is that a blocking class or like you know what i mean like or can you do any of those so just to back up very quickly um classes generally like they it only determines your starting equipment and your starting stats and with a few exceptions you can start as like any class and eventually go, hey, I maybe want to do this instead and then pick up different equipment and level up differently. So like, okay, it's not like a hard commitment. What I would say is generally you do get a shield as a samurai, but it doesn't block 100% of the physical damage you're receiving. So you don't really want to use that. If like your goal is to block, you, I wouldn't want to use that shield so i'd want to find something else and like i I could totally see like wanting to um like playing as a samurai and then going maybe i want like a shield or something and finding something out in the world that would work better but there is another class i'm totally forgetting the name i think it's vagabond which is like the traditional knight class Mm. and that one you get a straight shield you get a straight sword which is like a dark souls you know classic and you get like a really good shield that blocks 100% physical damage. And you also get, which is really important, um, the highest vigor, aka health, you know, stat to start. And I think that's where a lot of people, myself included, struggle in the early game. Because if you you have like really low health, so many enemies right when you're starting can like one shot you or two shot you. And that can be incredibly frustrating. Um, and it yeah. was for me. And I think... What I would suggest to anyone who's starting and listening is before you level up anything else, level up bigger to like a point where you feel comfortable, like maybe around 20. So going like from like 15 to 20 or something like that. So that way, like, because then boss fights will become way more manageable because you're like, yeah, I can get hit like four or five, six times, seven times, and it's not a big deal and I can go heal and it's not a problem. But yeah, like, but that's, yeah, so there are different classes. I would say that, like, yeah, the like the the vagabond or knight class. That's like your good shield blocky attacky class. And they added a new mechanic that um, I'm forgetting what it's called. But where if you're blocking and an enemy hits your shield, um, it will cost you some stamina. But then you get a special attack where you hit R two and you deal a ton of damage to them. So you can actually punish them for hitting you while you're blocking, which is really really nice. So you just not is just that... a parry. It's like okay. And that's not like a timing mechanic. No. You don't have to block at the last second. Okay. No. So it's gotcha. like you can parry, but you can also do that. And like, I think what's interesting about those cases is more so than other from software games, defensive play is opening up more options than it has historically. 
because I'm thinking of Ghost of, of Sushima, where it was so rewarding when you timed that block and you cause that stagger and you just get to fucking murder them. That was like super rewarding. And I, all these videos that I'm seeing of Elden Ring, I'm like, I don't, I, I, the rolling seems super useful because it seems like yeah. there's some, um, there's some in, invulnerable, like there's, you're invincible frames, a little bit, yeah. right? Yes, exactly. Yeah. So I'm like, that could be really useful. And I'm yeah. so used to that in like Horizon. So I'm so curious about how, what I'm going to end up doing. And it's like, I know I'm not going to know until I do it. It's like something's going to feel right. But right. Well, yeah, I, so. I like the samurai for that reason, because to use that special and sheath ability, you need to be holding your katana with both hands. Mm. And so I, um, because there are some enemies that are so powerful that just like blocking them over and over again isn't always like the best option. Like you do want right. to roll out of something. So for me, what I like about the samurai is that even though it's frustrating because like you don't have a great shield that can block full damage. So when you get hit, you're like, fuck. But like you really um, you get comfortable eventually in the rhythm of any boss or enemy. And like you just roll right into the sweet spot and you just hit them for like so much damage. And like there's something so satisfying about timing that. Very similar to timing a good parry, as you say, like like timing good rolls can be just as rewarding and like from software games too. Cool. And like also, too, when you're fighting a gigantic enemy and you can like kind of get right inside of them and they're like swinging over, you're like, get out of here. And you're like, <laughs> like it's, 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 you poke, feel poke. exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, I'm spooning you and attacking you. Yeah, and there's nothing you can do to stop me. I'm right up in your balls. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> to bring it back to you. <laughs> right, right back in the butt. Yeah. Bring it back to um, <laughs> one, one last Elden Ring question. I know like, people have talked about Elden Ring to death recently, but oh god, now I can't remember. See we, we get on butts and balls and I just get so distracted. Um I'll I'll figure it out, but I'm I am really excited to to play Oh oh that was the question. So with online stuff and I think I might have asked this before. So like you're gonna be playing I'm probably not gonna get to it because I'm playing Chrono Cross so I'll, it'll be a couple weeks before I get to it. But when I start playing and I've heard that quote unquote easy mode is having people help you with bosses can I specifically call you or does it, okay, I can call you, but, and like maybe even tab because you, you and tab are actually going to have a, a, this weekend, you're going to, you're going to play together. You're going to introduce tab. You're going to be, you know, in the same room together, which is super exciting. Yeah. So you're going to walk them through those opening moments and all that stuff, which is cool. So maybe I can like invite you and tab, but am I understanding this correctly? In order to do that, we are forced to open it up to one random stranger to come in and attack us. You know what, though? Invader? Not for a boss situation, which is where you would really need that. Boss, oh. boss rooms are closed off to invader, invaders. So Fuck yeah. You would actually be okay. It's only like... I'm going to be bothering the shit out of you. I so know. Like, I know. And oh, I'll, what are you doing? I'll do it. Yeah, I know. We can, we can, I would love to, I've never like had like a friend who's played these with me. So like, it would actually be really fun for me to like take on bosses with you. Ah, awesome. Um, so you're going to drop it. You're going to be like in the middle of an important dissertation <laughs> meeting and you're going to be like, oh, I'm sorry. I actually, I have to go. And they're going to be like, I'm sorry. Did something happen? Yes. My, my friend needs my, help my with friend a boss needs help right, right now. I'm, yeah, I'm going to be at my wedding and it's like, Paul, now say your vows. And Joe's going to be like, yeah. Bing, bing. I need help with this Elden Ring boss. I'm like, Wait, why are you Joe, not at the wedding? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was gonna say, Joe, you're not gonna be at the wedding. Yeah, I'm gonna like, be at the. I'm just gonna be sitting over there. I'm gonna get the Steam Deck. I'm yeah. gonna buy it specifically oh. for the wedding. <laughs> Me sitting over there in the porno in the bathroom. You're gonna be playing your Steam Deck. Oh. <laughs> 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 and my, okay, no, you know I was gonna make a Steam Deck Steam Deck joke. 
because you're in the bathroom. A steam dick joke. Trapping a no, like a trap, like a steam duke. Oh, <laughs> steam. No, we're bringing, steam. I thought we're bringing it back to Twitter. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, okay, we are fucking all over the place. So let's. So Ron, what have you have you been playing anything other than Grand Theft Auto Online? Uh, I played Grand Theft Auto San Andreas for a little bit before hopping on Grand Theft Auto Online. So have you hundred percent of that yet? yet? No, I, still... I, okay. I put it down for a little bit and then I just haven't had a chance to pick it back up. So. Um, Did you finish the story or you're still working on the story? On the story. And then gonna... I'm still working. It's okay. Basically, I'm kind of like doing everything concurrently. So gotcha. I think I'm like 75% through everything right now. So I'm pretty close. So Awesome. But I guess let's talk about GTA Online then. So we've been playing that and it's been... It's so weird because I forgot so many of the weird little quirks that were super annoying when you start playing, but I'm reliving them through you, Paul. So <laughs> share what are some of those frustrations that you've been running into? Yeah, so um, first let me preface this by saying I don't want anyone to, 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 to get the wrong impression. I love GTA Online. It has been an absolute blast playing with you guys and Tab and like I'm so looking forward to doing more heists. So like that's been great. So, um, the character creator, all that's to say, the character creator is a real monster factory, but, um, anyway, then the game itself is cool, um, it does a few things which I think were very sort of weird, and I was surprised that a game was doing this, so for example, if someone else blows up your vehicle, it's, like, totally cool, but if you somehow accidentally destroy your vehicle, you have to call, like, your insurance provider <laughs> so that it's not destroyed forever, and the game maybe tells you that in, like, a little box in the left-hand corner of the screen, like, when you're first learning it. But, like, for how expensive some of the cars is, are, or, like, vehicles are, like, that's a pretty um, unfriendly <laughs> mechanic, I would say. Yeah, it, does, it, it literally pops up in a little box being like, call this to, to get your car back. I mean, at least you're paying, like, a fraction of what the actual car costs. I think it's, like... <laughs> 10 not even 10% of what it actually costs or something like that so it's like it's i think it's even less than that i crashed a plane the other day and it only cost it only charged me a thousand dollars so maybe it's only like one percent of the cost of the actual vehicle or whatever it is but can that time out where like yeah i think so but that's what i'm saying like if you don't do it at all um because like you're like oh that no i think i think it i think it stays in perpetuity i think if like you destroy multiple cars i think it just stays on a list until you really until you reclaim it i believe that's how it works i think maybe they've updated i think i've lost cars in the past by not calling i think the other thing is if you get caught by the police they impound if you're in your car they impound your car and you have to go to the impound and get it and i think if you leave it in there i think you lose it too I, you, you lose it but i think it's i think it's the same thing i think it's destroyed and then you have to reclaim it I, for them to like like completely remove a, like you know two to three million dollar car from your garage that's kind of shitty uh well, i think they, they i think when it happened before to you joey was when the game was broken you know in the okay. first year of launch i think a lot of people were having that problem where like my car is gone and then it it was gone gone because of a glitch yeah, I hope they have updated it because I was like, that's such a shitty system. You pay, you take so long to make money. You get that, fi- you finally get that $3 million car and the idea that like, oops, you accidentally, because sometimes for me, a lot of times it's like I'm driving really fast over by the coast and I hit the slightest of bumps and I just go flying into the air, you know, 400 feet and land in the ocean a little bit. And it's like, your your vehicle's lost. And I'm like, I could like walk this thing out. Like, what are you talking about? Like, it's in four feet of water. Come on. But um, 
but I, I think I lost it like that. And it's like, I, I don't remember if I missed the prompt or something, but I didn't put the claim in right away. And I logged out and the next time I'm like, where's my car? And then I tried to go, I tried to call the insurance company and they were like, we don't, we don't know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I so think, I think that I hope was, they've changed that. I think that was just like online glitch because that was, that was like early on in the 360 era of the game. God damn. So weird. Yeah. Um, but then another thing that did actually cause me to permanently lose the vehicle and I checked online, it is for realsies, is um I bought because they give you at the criminal enterprise pack like a bunch of money, and I bought a very expensive motorcycle. Um, because you have to spend it and like they they have you buy stuff. So then I did that and it was in my garage, but then they had a ton of free vehicles um that you can get so i ended up buying a bunch of the free vehicles but then it pushed that expensive bike out of my car and it was just lost forever and that was like i don't know there's nothing that really explained that to me yeah and like a, i thought it, there'd be some kind of warning you know? it's a, it, it, no there is a warning it's just a very quick prompt it's like you're gonna over one of these cars is that okay and then it's like yeah oops shit yeah but the, but that's the thing like it should be like no, seriously, full screen. You're going to lose a very expensive thing. Like and just like little things like that I find um are are sometimes a little frustrating where like there are a lot of things going on and like the way it introduces you to some of those things could be better. Mm-hmm. So like let me just say all that. Like that I is my major complaint. But it that is totally eclipsed by how much I love it. GTA online is super yeah. fun. I love getting to buy clothes i love wearing a little cthulhu mask everywhere i go yeah um i love ron hitting my motorcycle all the time you know i think it's funny um i uh, it makes me cry now. but i laugh yeah i know I, i'm setting myself up for for years of abuse ahead of every heist um but no i i like the yeah the, the creativity that goes into like all the missions and stuff and and all the things that rockstar is known for right like all the little like sort of things in their big open worlds that are so like painstakingly cool and you're like wow they thought of this and this and this so yeah it rocks um we can all maybe talk about we did our first heist together yeah Yeah, the first the first out of how long we've been playing that game joey that's the first time we've done a heist like an actual heist not the intro heist right there's the intro heist it's two people the fleece a job and you know you did that with i think a rando first right and then we did it together no i think i did it i think i did it with you the first time i don't think the first time i don't think i did it with a rando Oh, cool. So, so yeah, oh, cool. so we did. I know. I <laughs> oh, cool. So let's move on to the, um, yeah, but we did it last night. It only took like an hour and a half, two hours. I think, um, we ran through it. I will say though, it made me realize, cause like you and I did it together, Ron, I want to say maybe, oh, we did, it, did with it with Gary. Gary. You did it with Gary, I think too. Right. And then I did it with tab. I literally don't think I've ever done the drilling. And so I did the drilling with Paul and I fucking blew it, man. We were like on our way to the thing and I got stuck on the second one and I started panicking because I can't, you can't see anything when you're doing the, so if you haven't played one the first heist listener, um, you're going to rob a bank and there's two of you, there's the driver and the driller and the driller has to do this little hacking app on the way to the bank to hack the security system to open the door. And it's just this like little mini game that's reminiscent of pipe dream which i love pipe dream back in the day but 
there's basically a line, a continuous line that's moving, and you can't stop it or slow it down. You can only change direction. And so you have to go through this like maze and get to the end point. And again, I used to love Pipe Dream back in the day, but for some reason, like you can't see anything. You just see the app and you hear things. You hear driving and all that stuff. And I'm like, I just started panicking and I kept making the same fucking mistake and like turning too early at this one corner. And Paul's so nice. He's like, oh, no, yeah, we're 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 close, but I'm I'm going slow. Like, I'm, I'm going to give you some time. And I'm like, OK, great. Thank you. And I'm like panicking and fucking me- messing up. And then he's like, um, we're there, but I'm going to park a little ways away to not draw suspicion. And I'm like, I'll be there in a second. <laughs> uh, it took us forever to do that. But um, we're not smoothly once we got in, though. Yeah. Yeah. Once we got in, in and out real easy. Uh, but we did our first real heist. We've been trying to do heist for years. And like we would get someone on board like Gary and then it just wouldn't work out like with scheduling. We couldn't just couldn't figure it well, out. We then, always had to find a fourth person, too. Yeah. And like I think at that point, like Tab had like kind of fallen off of it. And then like right. when Tab was interested, like Gary had fallen off. So it was just like, yeah. And then you could never get never want to play. I never wanted to play. Um, I was waiting for you to master the art of the spin and win a bunch of free cars, but it's taking, which tab won the car yesterday. Fucking amazing. We always joke (laughs) around about winning the fucking car and pretending like we win it all the time, but we haven't won it in forever. I think we both won it a couple. You've won it like three or four times. I've won a lot of times, but I have not won it in a very long time. I think I've won it twice. Um, And so yesterday we were joking. Tab's like, oh, I got to go do my spin. And Ron's like, show us how it's done. And they fucking did. They won the ugly ass podium car. Not not the one that I would have wanted to win. But hey, it's a free car. So um, anyway, I won a really ugly one one time and I looked at the price and it was like a two million dollar car. I'm like, oh, what yeah. the fuck? Yeah, some of the ugly ones are really expensive. Yeah. <laughs> so I wouldn't be surprised if Tab won a two million dollar ugly car. But um, but no, we finally did. We finally got us for the, the pretty pixels gang together. And we did the first heist, which is the it's prison break, right? Is yeah, that prison, what it's called? It's prison break. And there's this dude, this like professor who's in prison, and you need to basically free him. That's like that's the whole thing. But of course, you have to set it up. So you have to steal a prison bus. You have to take out these like witnesses. You have to steal a plane. Um, and then something the, else. The hi- yeah, there, I can't remember what the other thing was. But like the heist itself is. Two people have to go into the prison. So that was Ron and Paul. One of them was a was acting as a cop. One of them was acting as a prisoner. And you have to sneak your way in and then shoot your way to the dude and then extract him. I was the pilot, so I had to go steal a plane and then basically evade a jet while I'm waiting for them to exit the prison and then pick them up. And then Tab was demolitions, so they had to go blow up a prison bus with another dude who was coming to kill yeah the, kill the professor the, the dude right and then they were and supposed to run hop into a helicopter yeah and run interference and then pick us all up at the the drop point and what a fucking wild ride how many times did it take us like four, eight or nine five, oh, i think I it was, was like yeah, it was like it was like five or six times i think okay somewhere yeah somewhere between somewhere so between. i'm <laughs> i'm high ending it paul's low ending it but yeah somewhere um because in part they're not super clear about the instructions, right? So especially for you guys going in, like what I, I like, couldn't so, see anything. Like the so thing, like what the, was like happening? They were supposed like you're supposed to you sneak into the prison. Well, not sneak in, but like you, I'm bringing a prisoner on the bus, and we're supposed to like kind of like sneakily walk in and meet the guy. 
but like as immediately once you pass like one of the guards it just goes south and like you know they start shooting everyone starts shooting at you and it's you know prison full of cops uh, and then they bring in the, the noose uh to get you and all that stuff and we every single time like it would just like oh maybe we need to go this way and then nope south right away and then oh maybe we need to go in through this door nope it's a fake door and then walk past the garden <laughs> and then i found out like oh no it's supposed to it's it's supposed to go bad like immediately so like there's there's no actual good way to do it if that, that that's the way but so, yeah, that was annoying. we have we have to clear the area my job it's my job to clear the area you seem confused no, clear clear the area clear. the area not that area this area Clear the area shoot, so shoot the people shooting at you <laughs> in case you're not doing are you doing that ron ron are you doing that <laughs> i just love the, the, the like the one time like oh everything's going good everything's going good we're getting and then tam's like oh fuck <laughs> <laughs> right and tab's like pretty quiet you just hear like oh fuck and then as soon as, hear, as soon as they hear the oh fuck i'm like oh it's over yeah and well that was the thing it was like we were all points of failure at multi at, like various points so like first it was i think the first few times it was you guys because like again you couldn't figure out what the fuck you were supposed to do in there the yeah. direction's unclear and then i'm trying to evade this this jet in like a slow ass five-seater airplane and they have a fucking jet coming after me and i thought i was doing pretty good and then just suddenly it just fucking exploded and i'm like obviously not doing as well as i thought i was and then i got shot down again another time um and then the third time i almost died but like i and that, i think that was the time that tab i don't even know what happened actually now that i think about it like tab, tab just res- exploded tab exploded once and then didn't kill that guy once because it was like target is arrived oh, and we that's were like, right yeah, tar- and we were like but that's a good thing we didn't know yeah. right exactly yeah think, we were like isn't that what the target's supposed to do i think something happened to tab's helicopter and it accidentally blew up uh the second okay. time something along those lines like they shot something and like it it blew it up for whatever yeah. weird reason because once they um, went to the prison with us and we just thought they were supposed to be there but yeah they, yeah because again yeah, that was also not unclear of what you were who was supposed to go where yeah they yeah. didn't have a marker which i think is so weird yeah, and also right. they came we in the prison and they were walking around like no problem like oh okay they're supposed <laughs> to be with us okay yeah yeah, that's what I thought. I thought like you would break off and like Tab would have to go kill the dude somewhere else or something. Yeah. But you know, um, but it worked out. We finally got it. It was super exciting. Um, I'm so excited. I think in part because I know that these get more and more elaborate, and there's more setup to them, and you start using things like boats and and everything. So I'm I'm super excited. I think we're gonna play after this if we can shut the fuck up. So. <laughs> <laughs> which is admittedly hard this i feel like this episode's going really well but when an episode goes really well an episode goes really long so let's move on to our main event our main course which is remakes remasters reboots um how do we distinguish between them what makes a good remake remaster reboot what are some good examples and then what do we want to see another reason that i brought it up was because i was thinking recently about how the new streaming services are going to impact that if at all. So I want to talk a little bit about that, but um, I want to start with my plea for us to come up with a shared word to replace remix remasters reboots, because those are all individual things, but I think people conflate them a lot. And there's a lot of confusion when an announcement is made that a game is going to be remade. I think that's a lot of times the word wording that's used is remade. 
and people are like, wait, but is it being remastered? Is it being rebooted? Like, what what does that mean? Like, like the Max Payne ones. Like, is it going to be a direct one-to-one, or are they going to kind of take liberties with it and kind of reimagine right. it? And and I'm a big fan of, like, language being used for specific things. So I think that a remake, like, to me, I have my own definitions of what a remake is versus a remaster versus a reboot. But, like, I'm, I would like to suggest, I would like to to put forth to the court revisit as the word that we use to as like the umbrella term so a revisitation which is a little bit of a mouthful i understand it's not exactly elegant but they it makes sense like that encompasses all of those things like if you're rebooting something you're revisiting it if you're remastering it you're revisiting it so like for me if i if you said um they're going to revisit this game i would be like okay that could mean any of those things but it doesn't mean something specific like a remake means that they're specifically making new assets to replace the old assets and maybe changing the story a little bit. Um, a remaster to me means that it's going to be all of the same assets, but maybe like up or maybe in a different engine, like with Grand Theft Auto um, or something like that, but it's all of the same assets. So it looks the same. It looks better, but there's not really anything new going on other than maybe some little, quality of life tweaks. changes and stuff like that right but then a reboot kind of all rules are off the table that's going to be maybe they're going to take the same premise maybe they're going to take the same world or characters but they're going in a different direction with it yeah. um but a revisit to me all of those would fit so what would I you put that... what, would, what would you put the resident evil gamecube one under i would say that's a remake that would be i a mean remake. that's what it was called too right resident evil re re was in parentheses but a reboot would be like when they tried to do like new devil may cry new right whatever and yeah yeah it's like a a similar thing but it's like a a, also a fairly dramatic departure in some ways too yeah the original things i also like um like a revisit and a revisitation because it kind of has like a seance vibe so i would propose an alternative (laughs) title um a seance you know when we oh, just yeah. <laughs> we speak to the dead yes i will speak to <laughs> chrono cross this game yeah speak to games past yeah chrono this game cross has perished ex- ectoplasm all over joey this week yeah <laughs> no don't more say like that's, the other way weird. around <laughs> joey got some ectoplasm all over chrono cross um but but yeah so so do you guys see like to you so i'm i'm starting the conversation and i'm hogging a little bit but like do those games all have or do those words all have unique meanings to you like if someone said this was a reboot do you like know what that means do you have your own internal definitions i mean reboot like reboots like reimagining like that's it's not it's it's taking the the plot or the premise and having fun with it that would be a reboot to me remake i think like everything else like yeah like you said like remakes same thing but you know all new assets and all that stuff and you know maybe taking some liberties here and there but it stays kind of true to the original source um and then remaster just like remaster cleaning it up polishing yeah yeah like that those yeah so you're you're giving the original the boot you're making (laughs) love (laughs) (laughs) creating something new you're creating making love with the original but you're faithful <laughs> see you're faithful to your partner and then um remaster um yep it's the masters <laughs> it's the original masters of downward oh, spiral shit, actually... you know or 
Um, that works. You know, pretty hate, little hate machine or whatever, but you're just you're you're adding <laughs> a, little, a little hate machine. <laughs> yep, yeah, you're just Trent Reznor if you're listening, and I'm butchering your album title. So <laughs> come on the podcast, we'd love to have you. We're all big fans. So yeah. <laughs> now, yeah, should we antagonize them? What was that? What was that album? The um. The downward circle, yeah, circling. Yeah. I think pretty hat machine. Yeah, pretty hat machine. <laughs> pretty um, little. What did I call a tornado the other day? <laughs> oh, a uh, little tornado. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, I, no. I'm sorry. I'm thinking of something else. I'm thinking of a tattoo description. We don't have to get into that. Uh, uh, someone no you know what we'll, we'll no, talk about this after the podcast we'll talk about this yeah but um yeah, but that's anyway. remaster think of like albums you know like yeah, yeah. you have the original just, and you're clean, just cleaning it up, up. Cleaning it up yeah. i mean it honestly that's exact that's a i mean that's probably where the term came from originally yeah. because that's uh that's what it literally means in music is to take the original master and put it in a new format touch it up rebalance it, it. do do right. it's the it same again. exact album right they're not re-recording it, which in, if we want to continue with that, then a re-recording would be a remake. Yeah. Or no. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. A remake. But then if they took that same thing and like they did the wall part two, that would be sort of like a reboot because you're maybe using some of the same like musical themes, but it's a new I don't think take really, on I don't it. think there really is a reboot in Right. Yeah. The music, there would be like it? a sequel, but but yeah, I don't, I don't think... It would just probably just be a sequel, yeah. but um, but that's why giving it the boot works because you're saying get out of here, old, yeah. you old franchise. We'll take <laughs> the old... one thing that is good about you and then improve upon that. Yeah, exactly. This is the hot new um guy game, old shitty guy game. <laughs> get yeah. out of here. So, so some example. Let's go through some examples of those to kind of clarify that, to solidify, to crystallize, to Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles it. Um, of some of some remakes. Or let's start with remasters. So remasters, part of what brought this up was Ron is currently still playing through the Grand Theft Auto trilogy remastered, yeah. right? I'm playing through the Chrono Cross remaster. Uh, the Final Fantasy games are interesting because they made they did remasters of Final Fantasy 7, 8, 9, and 10, I think, and 12. Actually, they came out with a, a, Wait, a remaster they, of they 12 as well. Seven, yeah, because it's for Steam. It's um. Oh, that's right. They did do that remaster thing. Yeah, I forgot about that one. It's, but see, even that, it's not even you know, it's not like they did. It's kind of like Chrono Cross. Well, I don't even know if it's as much as Chrono Cross because Chrono Cross, they're I think they sort of re-rendered the characters. They're not, they're not completely remade, but I I do think that there's a little bit of trickery that went on there to make them look a little bit more clear. But they're still super polygonal. They're still they look old. But yeah, they, they, they remastered those. And then let's see, what other examples do we have to go through here? Uh, the Last of Us was another really good one that came out, you said like a year after? Yeah, it was, right, a year. It was, yeah, it was like 2013 and then 2014. And the, the differences are like ne- negligible with that well, one. It's like... It, they're sharper, but yeah, like it, yeah. Is, it is a sharper, like higher res, you know. And I think it's running at a smoother frame rate and all yeah. that stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, but then with re let's go with remakes next so remakes I, that's why i think resident evil resident evil one two and three remakes that's what they call them and i think because they do add some new elements you know particularly two and three they're adding the over the shoulder so the gameplay 
the the gameplay is drastically different it's using the resident evil 4 type of gameplay but it's the same story it's the same location even the gameplay like the gameplay itself the mechanics are different but you still have like the slower zombies so you're still focused on like a more slow paced kind of specific thing but like mr x has been upgraded quite a bit um where in the past you were safe from him if you walked through a door but now guess what he follows you so significant upgrades the graphical engine and the gameplay engine are completely new um even with the first one the first remake which at first i was i was trying to think back to like what was the earliest remake and i don't think it's resident evil one but would the super mario super mario all-star remakes or remasters i guess or whatever i I guess they would be remakes Um, i mean those count those are well, remakes. They're yeah. They yeah, 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 cuz they're in a different engine. It's not the same engine. Right. It's like it doesn't it doesn't play exactly like the original NES ones. It it doesn't have that like same floaty feeling that the, like the first ones had like if you try Slightly to play tighter. Yeah, if you try to play 1-1 the same way that you play 1-1 on NES, it's it's going to be a slightly different experience. Um so I guess yeah, that would be like that would technically be a remake at that point. Well, and I think, yeah. too, like, in even though these are, like, distinct categories that we can point to, like, I think any remake, remaster, or reboot probably dabbles, at least in a couple of other areas, you know? Um, so, like, you might have a remaster, for example, that they did re- straight up redesign, like, the menu system or, like, you know, like, some, like, component of it. Yeah, like, like quality, quality of life improvements. Exa- well, exactly. Yeah, but then when they put it in the remake, like... Because, well, but like, I think it there's like hybridity, right? So mm-hmm. like they maybe take aspects of like a remake, but it's like mostly a remaster. So that's like, why we need it. That's why we need to go with Joey's revisitation uh, thing to just kind of blanket term everything and just give up on narrowing down nice. everything. Yeah, that too. Oh, yeah. right. <laughs> right narrowing down. Yes, exactly. <laughs> We're getting into the the violence of taxonomy where there's a certain like. You know, there, you're, there's a destructive element into naming something because you're closing off other possibilities for it to exist. Which yeah. is why let's keep it messy. Let's keep it messy within the umbrella. But, yeah, but these categories are helpful as we but Yeah, to your point, them. like, yeah, like, you know, a game, maybe they just, like, upgrade the graphics and, like, that's all they do with that. And, like, that's all they change. But then, yeah, they change the menu system to make it more intuitive or clean it up or anything. But that's not technically the original game at that point. Like, even though it's using all the same assets, like, other stuff has changed in the background. So, it, not really a remaster at that point they they are remaking it so yeah it does get kind of messy well that's what's it's interesting to me that it seems like such a new and i say new meaning last 20 years not like brand new (laughs) but such like a new concept because if you go back far enough ports were all over the place like how many versions of pac-man are there but we didn't call a new version a remake or a remaster it was just oh they're porting it because a porting a porting is its own thing it's just trying it's just transferring code from one platform to another but sometimes they were actually remaking well, it like or or they were cleaning it up they were remastering it like you know like putting it on oh it's going to be in this engine like the uh when they ported tony hawk 2 from playstation 1 to dreamcast they called it tony hawk 2x and like it had like oh yeah enhanced graphics like they had like you know blades of grass and stuff like that that was like you know that's that would be a remaster at that point that's not uh that's not a just a straight port uh 
because they did clean it up. They did things. I, I, I would see like a straight port, like being like, you know, like you said, just putting Pac-Man on fucking everything. Like you're not cleaning it up. You're not making, it's not changing the game. It's not making it run smoother or, you know, the, making him look more round. Like it's still just fucking Pac-Man, you know, that's, that's a port. Now, if they made him rounder, like, you know, in chip, like in DX or whatever, yeah. like that would be a, a remaster at that point or something like that. And it, and it does get really, that's dumb. right. Well, it gets really complicated too, because a lot of those weren't even ports. A lot of them were, they just, it was new code. Yeah. You're just taking the idea and like the mazes were different and everything because it was just a new team making it for a completely different platform because there were so many versions of Pac-Man. So we're not going to get that messy. Let's, let's come back to the present and talk about <laughs> modern. Let's get back it's to the I present say, and talk about 20 years ago. Yeah. Well, 20 years ago. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, it's why seance is such a good like a term because there's ectoplasm everywhere. It's gross. It's messy. <laughs> <laughs> we're trying to figure it out. There are kind of rules, but not really I, I, ghosts I, involved. <laughs> I always enjoy uh, uh, a remaster or, uh, that like or remake that like does do weird things with it like you know stays true to the original but then like throws in like weird things like with the uh, twin snakes like yeah. that doing some weird turns that weren't in the original game uh same thing with the Resident evil remake like changing changing some of like the things that you would expect like that you're waiting for like when the dog busts through the window it doesn't happen when you expect it to you're waiting for it you know it's gonna come right and you walk by that window and it doesn't happen it's like oh Okay, and then it happens like thirty seconds after that. Get you, right. get you, get you when you're least expected. Like stuff like that's cool. Like when it, like you know a game, and then they kind of turn it upside down. Like eh, it's not, it's not your grandfather's game. Right, and because you're upgrading the systems to make it more palatable to newer players, because that's one of the main reasons to do a remake or a reboot. Is like old games. It's not like movies. You know what I mean? Movies age differently. Whereas video games, because of mechanics and technology and platforms, games that are 20 years old, some of them do not feel good and are cumbersome to new players like who are not used to something, a concept like grinding in an RPG. Like they're not games currently don't have a lot of that because they've they've finessed it out and said people don't like that. Like, let's get better in our game design to make it more player friendly and so if you just take a game from 20 years ago, like Chrono Cross, and say, here you go, Chrono Cross is maybe not the best example, like Final Fantasy VII, players are going to be like, oh, man, this actually, everyone says this is one of the greatest games ever, but it kind of sucks because, like, it's taken me forever, and, like, I have to keep fighting these stupid characters, and, like, the graphics look like butt. <laughs> and so when you remake something or remaster, like the Final Fantasy VII remaster, or remake, sorry, remake. um, you are like, okay, well, what do new audiences want? But like you're saying, Ron, you have to keep that old audience in mind. Like, how do you make it new and interesting and give a lot of nods of the cap to, you know, longtime fans? And I feel like that's why the Final Fantasy VII remake is amazing. I think they did such a good job with that. Yeah, I was because it I feels was, like a new contemporary game. But I was, I was actually like, I still, I still haven't finished yet. But like, as far as I've played so far, it's like. I'm really shocked at like how much I'm enjoying it. Like, cause like I said, you know, I, I used to really love that game and then kind of fell off of it and I'm like, eh, okay, I guess I'll give it a shot. And like, I was, yeah, I'm shocked at how much I'm actually enjoying it. Um, yeah. but you know, you said all that and my, like, we need to update it. And then from software is like, nah, fuck you. We're just going to re-release the same game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like demon souls every time. Yeah, demon souls specifically, like just everything stays exactly the same. 
Yeah, but in a cool way, though, because um, when they remade it, like, okay, so they make the original version. They're not planning, like, all these, like, bugs and sort of exploits and yeah. things that, like, the community discovered. What's amazing about Demon Souls is, one, like, just in terms of, like, technical, like, sort of animations, like, armor designs, character designs. Like, they really put their back into it and, like, mm-hmm. made them, like, gorgeous and, like, essentially redesigned them while trying to stay as faithful as possible to the original. But... In remaking it, they actually found all those things discovered by... There are a million little intricate things discovered by players, you know, not necessarily intended by the developers, that they made sure to preserve when they remade it. And And that that is like... That's so fucking awesome that they did that. Like, that's great. Like, that's that's like all these like little speedrun hacks that people found and all that stuff. I'm like, okay, we'll just throw that right back in the game. Like, we're not going to patch that out. Like... And I also think it's interesting because like FromSoft games have had this trajectory where they're just getting more and more popular with each entry. And so there are a lot of people who've played some of the more recent FromSoft games like, um, oh God, what's the one that won this game of a year, game of year awards? Sekiro? Yeah, Sekiro. Yeah. Like every, with every new entry you get, your audience is getting bigger, but that audience, and from what I've seen online is like, those people love those games so much. They want to go back to the old ones. They go and they're like, "Where could you couldn't even play Demon Souls, right? Because it was a PS3 game." Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that was that was like in like a, a licensing hell, I think. <laughs> yeah, and it's not backwards compatible with PS4, yeah. right, or PS5. So, like, how are you going to play it? And so, in order to stay true to what people loved about that game, but make it accessible to new audiences, guess what? It looks amazing on the PS5, and it retains all of those things that people loved. So. Well, that's such an interesting interesting case. I don't know of any other games that have done remakes like that. And think about how much excitement was behind that too, because it launched. It was like the big, uh, maybe alongside like Returnal or something. Like this is only on the PlayStation Five exclusive right. that came out with that console. And people, yeah, myself too. included, were excited about what was essentially like what a ten year old, twelve year old game. <laughs> you know, like oh my god, it's back. You know, so yeah it, yeah it got me i bought it like i again i have not tried any of those games but i was like damn i would i'm not one of those people that's like ps5 has no ps5 games or whatever i'm totally happy with playing these like good looking ps4 games or horizon which looks amazing even if it's not exclusive to ps5 but there was something attractive about that like oh this game specifically takes advantage of the ps5 hardware in a way that the ps5 can't or ps4 can't handle yeah i bought it i was like you know i still haven't played it but <laughs> but i did i did get it and that that was a remake that was doing that like that's so like sometimes yeah like i think that's another question about this stuff too where like what are yeah what are the remakes or remasters that are sort of designed for like hardcore fans who appreciate them and like then there are some who are that seem to be designed like specifically with like newer players in mind and i think yeah, as we've been saying, finding ways to balance those things so you can serve those different kinds of audiences, I think makes makes for like like that's how you would like maybe look at like really great remakes or remasters versus like ones that maybe drop the ball in some way. <laughs> or, or like a good comparison would be the Tony Hawk uh Pro Skater HD remake that they did in I think that was the 360 era. Uh, was the first one, and then they just did the three or the uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater one and two remasters, which are really good. They're not, but like the HD remake was, and those are 
I, those are technically remasters, but they did, what they did is they combined them and like, you can do like all the tricks that you could do in, I think up into three, cause I think you could do reverts, which I don't think you could do in, or no, you could do, what could you do? You could do reverts in, I think you could do spine transfers and they introduced that in four. So I think they have like up to four, uh, Tony Hawk Pro Skater 4, like, movesets, but in Tony Hawk 1 and 2, and, like, those are straight up, like, the exact same games, like, pretty much. Like, you could do all the same, you know, lines and all that stuff. So, yeah, those are those are really good remasters. I really need to get the, the, the PlayStation 5 version, because they did clean it up a little bit more, and make it run smoother. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, well, and it creates a whole new experience where you're experiencing some of those older maps, but with the new like abilities that came from later yeah. games. So like, and, and it just like looks better. Like it's just like so yeah. much more detail. Like it's, it's super impressive, like how good that game looks and how like well it plays too. Like that just shows like how good those games were at, at the four, like, you know, before, like they didn't, as far as I understand, like they didn't change much. They just kind of kept everything the same as best they could. Uh, but those games still feel good. Well, that reminds me, Ron, something you said all the time. Well, you've said it on the show before about like going back to older games and it doesn't feel like you remember it feeling. Yeah. Or like, you know, it doesn't play like you remember playing. Like, and this is where it gets slightly, like maybe even from Remake into dipping its toes ever so slightly into the reboot pool of like creating an experience that like they do make significant changes like it's not just a remaster but like those changes are just so like smart and good and like seamless that like it creates that feeling that you remember but it's like essentially like with the it, the tony hawk like one and two it's a new experience yeah. you know it's it's tricking your brain like being like oh yeah this is how i remember it whereas right. if i actually went back and played it maybe not although i did i did kind of play the first one again just to kind of feel and it I mean, aside from like smooth frame, you know, frame rates and stuff like that, it felt pretty much the same uh, aside from, you know, not being able to do reverts and stuff like that. So I wasn't able to do those lines, but yeah, you know, whatever. Yeah, that I mean, the frame rates thing brings up an interesting point. I'm thinking of Chrono Cross and Chrono Trigger in particular. So I'm loving my time with Chrono Cross, but I have been running into slight frame rate issues like in general there's a little bit of a weird thing like just to begin with because of the transfer from character resting animations on old hardware and old like that was that was designed for crt tvs in particular and transferring that to like high definition flat screen see every little detail characters look kind of weird they're like jittery but that like i quickly got over but and i've seen people complaining about frame rate and i'm like yeah it feels a little choppy here and there it's not it's not too big of a deal for me, but I am starting to run into it where it chugs a little bit. Like it hasn't chugged for me. It's just been like sometimes your characters are moving seemingly a little slower than they should. But I've had a couple screens now where there's a lot of movement on the screen and like my characters will chug a little bit and I'm like, hmm. And I it makes me think that remasters must be a lot harder than we think. Um, remasters seem so easy, right? You're just taking the old game and like, putting it on a new platform and like that should do a lot of the work right like that probably is going to upres things and everything but like we have examples of games like with the grand theft auto trilogy mm-hmm. the whole issue with the fog and the rain and paul before the show started you were bringing up silent hill where the fog in that game was integral to it but when they 
did the HD remaster for Xbox 360, it completely fucked the fog system over. So those games weren't creepy anymore. And the, one of the core integral parts of the game was like left out. And so that makes me, again, it just makes me think that remasters must be so much harder well, it, it, to get well, right. You think about it too, like they get you would, you start thinking about like, yeah, they are kind of hard to do because like, think about like when you try to play an old PC game on a modern PC, think how hard that is sometimes just to get a game running right. Yeah. Like, so it's, it's not even just a matter of like, Oh, they're just porting it over. Like, no, there's, there's other elements in there. Like, you know, it doesn't have this, you know, DLL to like, you know, run this code anymore. We have to now emulate that code somehow. So to get it to run right. So like, yeah, like, it it seems like it should just be like oh yeah we're just running through a thing and uprising and then we're good to go but no there's there's a lot more on that back end that you know you don't think about until you try to play an old pc game and then realize like oh it doesn't work that way anymore like when i was trying to play yeah. uh when i was trying to load up quake i was trying to load up quake i was trying to load up uh fucking what's it called uh rocksmith uh and i couldn't get it to fucking load for some reason realizing it's, it was just the the fucking dock that I had my uh, computer plugged into was like preventing it from loading. Like just a weird DLL bug that like, you know, they didn't think about because no one had docks that were running, you know, multi, multi-screen monitors at the time and all that stuff. Right. You know, I was just trying to load up fall in New Vegas uh, and that wasn't working right. So, you know. I, I played Fallout New Vegas through PlayStation Now, which emulated it. Um, and streamed it and even then i was having issues like i'm playing it on a playstation 3 well i started on playstation 3 and then i continued on to playstation 4 and on playstation 4 i was streaming it through playstation now which was emulating it and yeah there was still well that game's notoriously issues. like buggy still like it still has like weird memory issues the further you get in the game the longer it takes some things to load yeah uh, and i don't think that's ever been patched but speaking of Quake, the Quake remaster, I think, was an interesting thing. I bought that right away. I was so excited for it. Um, I was like, ooh, like one of the things I remember about those games, this, those id games early on was they were so smooth. And they were like the remaster is so smooth. Everything is really crystal clear. But it's an old first person shooter. I got bored so fast. I played like the first like two levels and then I was like, all right. Yeah, and that's the thing about Quake versus Doom is like Quake, like it always looked really good. You know, but yeah, it's it's kind of a boring game as for as opposed to Doom. Like I can play that endlessly and still have a good yeah. time with it. Um, but yeah, Quake was more kind of like you know the mist. That's a shitty thing for me to say, but it was like it was more the technical showcase of what the, right. of what this can do, of what this engine can do. Um, but yeah, it is kind and of, I can see why they shifted the multiplayer because yeah, we had such great fun with multiplayer Quake. And and part of me was always sad that they shifted so hard away from them. They haven't revisited the single player, but now I play the single player and I'm like, oh, okay, okay. I, I can kind of see why. Like I would love a remake of that where they did used contemporary video game storytelling and shooting elements and stuff like that, but had the same fast paced, super smooth gameplay. And I feel like they tried to do that with like the rage games, but the, the writing and the story and the acting and all that stuff weren't that great in those. So, um, but it tells me that it's like, it's possible the doom, the doom yeah. remakes, right? 
those were amazing. Well, those were super see, fun. Like, I don't know what camp to put those in. I don't know if they. Those are reboots, I think. Yeah, like, like, they yeah. Be, but they, yeah. but they also like make mention of the original games too, which is kind of weird. So, is it a reboot or is it like a continuation or is it like, like this more... weird like circular like time is a flat circle thing, right. like everything well, happened uh... happens again? <laughs> That's true. Well, Ron, you bring up a good point. They do kind of do like that jj abrams like star trek thing where they managed to fold all of the old stuff into the framework of like the new game of like the eternal slayer you know and like they they kind of get away with that um or like i'm thinking of like um breath of the wild where breath of the wild kind of like finds a way to like oh it's one big cycle and like this is just another iteration of that cycle but i i get what you mean ron because it's like I do think that's, like, a pretty firm reboot, but, like, it has a remake's attention to, like, all those little idiosyncrasies from the older games. Like, they find a way to incorporate. Yeah. At least, yeah, maybe not not gameplay-wise, but story-wise. Like, they they pull a lot of it back in, which, and, and man, those games are really good. They even have a portrait of, in your office, of, um, the Doom Slayer with Daisy the Rabbit yes. who from is like the original reason and like that I, I think until like that you know that meant that reference to it like that goes completely forgotten for so many years in Doom lore oh, yeah. and you know, like Doom games that his whole reason for hating the Legions of Cell is that they killed his pet rabbit you know, which well, yeah, because like you know like honestly like how many people who played Doom back in the day like played past the shareware version of you know just the first episode you know what I mean like yeah not many people i i mean i didn't for the longest time i didn't i never had the full version i only had the shareware version so i never got to play the full full story um another thing that i think is interesting and this is like kind of related but i'm thinking of like something that remasters and remakes offer in like a more modern gaming sense is um i'm thinking of like mass effect 3 right or not sorry not mass effect 3 mass effect the um legendary edition legendary edition thank you where one it pulls three games together that isn't new but it also takes dlc and like either major dlc expansions or like the minuscule like dlc weapons and like armor that were attached to weird promotions or like hot pockets or you know like all all these weird places and you know that's becoming increasingly the case where like content for games is getting spread out so widely and the remaster brings it all together into one cohesive experience. And like it, that alone, even though they're not like creating anything like specifically like new in that sense, like it is fully changing my experience of the games. And Joey, you said going through with like the story DLC, the fact that it was no longer a DLC experience, but it was just like woven into the games proper and you didn't, like it made you think of it just like a part of that. Like it didn't make you think yeah. of it as something like sort of separate, which fundamentally changes your experience of it. Yeah. I mean, my experience with DLC to that point had been very mixed because my suspicion, I don't know this for sure, is that they have sort of like B teams work on DLC. So the core storytelling, you know, element is moving on to the sequel or moving on to the next game. And so they'll have like a small subset of developers working on the DLC, not like the full power the full creative power of the studio. Um, and so I remember a lot of DLC just being like subpar, especially charging $15, $20 for it. I was like, eh. So I was, I was deaf. And I remember getting the first bit of DLC for the first game and being like underwhelmed with it. Um, and it not being what I wanted, which was what 
the later DLC was like that. The party DLC and all that was fucking that's what I wanted more like character interactions, character development. I don't want to just go to a base on a moon and shoot a bunch of people. You know, I've done plenty of that already. So I yeah. And that, that's an interesting one, too, because, I mean, we talked about at length, so we don't have to go through it. But with the Ma- the Mass Effect Legendary Edition, the second and the third games were mostly untouched. But the first game, in order to bring it up to that level of the second and third game, they basically had to re... Like, number one, they redid all the visual assets to make it look visually to match the, the quality, the fidelity of the second two games. But then they changed the combat mechanics, which is super interesting, to make it more seamless and and feel more contemporary and so is, is um, would you say that that was both a remaster and a remake yeah for sure yeah i would say the the trilogy was more of just a remaster but because of those elements for the first game yeah i would say the first game is like a a mix remaster remake mm-hmm. kind of thing ectoplasm yeah, all over the place it gets a little gooey in that first game <laughs> <laughs> um but another so we have two phenomena that are starting to happen now that i want to talk about i know we're running super short on time but number one is pixel remasters so with octopath traveler there's this new i don't even know if that was the first game to use it but it's the first game the first big popular game but they have this like 2d hd art style that's taking pixel art but doing really interesting things like with foreground and background and blur and lighting effects and like particulate par- particle effects and everything looks beautiful. People really loved the art style of that game. So now they're doing or they've done pixel remasters of the first six Final Fantasy games, which is to me fucking mind blowing. So they've redone those games entirely with this 2D HD art style, which is fucking cool as hell. I'm a little annoyed that it's not on any consoles. It's on Steam and iOS. And I'm like, what? Taking these historically console-centric games and putting it on everything but consoles? Come on, man. <laughs> but um, Just get a Steam Deck. But That's true. Yeah, just get a Steam Deck. So that's interesting to me that there's that, where it's like they're keeping the core of the gameplay, but they're drastically changing the visuals, which is really cool. But they're not. it's not new visuals, though. It's the same visuals, just like in a different style which is fucking crazy. It's just mind-blowing. And then the other thing is director's cuts. So Sony in particular has has come out with Ghost of Tsushima director cut, director's cut and Death Stranding's director's cut. And I feel like there's going to be more coming. This seems like a series. And it's the base game with slightly improved visuals for a new platform, but then also added DLC, I think, right? Or no? It's, well, it's difficult to describe it as DLC because it's like the it, it's like the defining feature. Yeah, like I guess like a expansion, but it's like the defining feature of like the new version of it. You know, like it's like it's, true. it's like with the Kingdom Hearts like remixes. It's like it's hard to describe those extra elements as like downloadable content. I guess you would say like added features. You know. For oh, okay. The, yeah. Addition. You know. But it's yeah, yeah, it's weird. It's yeah, it's super weird. Well, we, we were making the joke with Death Stranding, like what was Kojima not allowed to do? <laughs> you know? right. Yeah, who's the? You are the director, like, well, and the producer, like you. I mean, but he still had to answer to Sony the first time around. You know, it's like the fucking Zack Snyder cut. Like, yeah, he was the director, but you know, I don't think he did. I don't think he did. Honestly, you don't think I so? Think Sony, you think Sony? Gave I mean, it's, it's his own mm-hmm. studio. Yeah, but I mean, like, they probably still had to be like. Mm, maybe not so much for the i mean like what what did the director's cut add 
Do we even know? Did anybody play the director's uh, cut? Uh, a slingshot of sorts. <laughs> like you can slingshot gear really far distances. Okay, that's dumb. What that else? was one of the major things. Norman Reedus had like a really big mustache that had to be removed for the yeah. And, yeah, and a gigantic um, wing. They it. had to cut it down. <laughs> yeah, I think Joss Whedon was involved in the, the yeah the in the wing stages of the first game. Oh, Somehow, yep. yeah, in the wing. Yeah, <laughs> Gal Gadot was far less sexualized in <laughs> the director's cut of Death Stranding. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I don't know. the The slingshot system was one of them. Um, I mean, that there there's some like- added missions. So maybe yeah, maybe it's just like cut missions or so, but like that doesn't sound like that. Just to me, sounds like a re-release, not like a director's cut. Like yeah, like I mean, I guess well, it kind of it could still be a director's cut I because be maybe something. maybe he at the time when he was like finishing this game, he's like, you know what, this stuff like it's not done yet, or it's like you know, it's not up to par right now. Let's let's just put let's put that aside and let's let's release this part. And then maybe after a while, like he got like, you know, let's clean this stuff up. This could be, you know, really integral to the game. And then like, you know, it's going to come out on the next gen system. So maybe we can, instead of just doing a straight like port remaster, we can add all this stuff. And then they are like, oh, we'll call it a director's cut. You know what? You too? Know? I think the monster energy drinks are gone in the director's yeah. cut. Yeah. They lose the yep. license. They lose the monster license. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, er, yeah, the, the lost monster edition of Death Stranding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, okay. If we if we look, I think it's... if we look at it that way, I can understand it calling it calling it a director's cut because maybe maybe uh, maybe he actually reined himself in and be like, you know what? We can't do this right now. I know that's I, I, hard I think to we're think. joking about it, but I don't think I just don't I just don't think it's I think it's what it's, that probably was Sony's thing was Sony was like, let's come out with new versions of games. What do we do? And they're just pulling on again, film terminology yeah. Yeah. because it's just I think it's a very different thing. It's like a, a new edition of it, but they wanted something that was like recognizable and sort of catchy that people would be like. What's what makes this attractive? Why am I going to spend another sixty? But I mean, like they already had a term. They had definitive edition. You know, they had you know collector's edition. They had like terms. So why all of a sudden go with director's cut? I think Sony's honestly just trying to stay fresh because they have like Sony's hits, Sony's greatest hits, and they they moved away from those because it went from greatest hits to just like hits or something. I think they're just updating their terminology, terminology to make it yeah. I think it's like a PS5 specific thing of like, look how high class these games are. They're so great that there's director's cut. I mean, there was a Resident Evil director's cut. Let's not forget that. But that actually was that wa- a director's yeah, cut they, where the director of the game was like, I want to do these things. Well, so no, it was and it wasn't because they still fucking cut stuff out of the game. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> you're, you know they're, they're supposed to be pulling the gun up and you're supposed to see the severed hand. They still cut before it. Where's the director's director's yeah, cut? Yeah, I want, I want the director's <laughs> cut cut cut. Yeah. I think like Sony likes that too, though, because I think they're also establishing themselves as the home of like all these like great Artur, like your game yeah. developers, like Naughty Dog, Kojima, Guerrilla Games. Now, um, from yeah. software, they have like a special relationship with um, and Bungie. Yeah, ex- exactly. And I, I think maybe that 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 kind of language is just more appealing to them for whatever reason. But yeah, to me, it was just like. It, it came out of a real need of like we we have a new system um we need these ps4 titles like, like we need a bigger library and like these late term ps4 titles need to move over right about now they're all director's cuts let's go like 
And when you're buying them, then you're you're not just like getting a remastered game. You're getting like ooh, like a special like curated edition of a game that you you already right. Have. So yeah. So if yeah. so if you're if you're a PS5 owner who's like looking for old PS4 games that you missed out on, you're like, oh, so this obviously is like must have been a big hit because there's a director's cut to it. But if you're coming at it from I had a PS4 and I had this game. It feels like more of a prestige version. Version. If you're a fan of it, like, well, I got to get the director's cut. So that makes sense. Um, we should wrap up. Any any remakes that anyone wants to shout out really quick before we move on to our last point, which is going to be about um, the impact of streaming services. The Tomb Raider reboot was amazing. Yeah. I thought. Um, the Lunar series, like, but that was just like kind of a remaster from the Sega CD era to the PlayStation era. Doing new is that rings. available on anything? No. Damn it. As far as I know, it isn't. I mean, it's it's a file. Premium. It's a, available in piracy. Um, Damn it. I can't, yeah, I can't. I mean, on this list, I feel like we've kind of touched on on the things that needed to be touched on. Sly Cooper. More Sly Cooper. More of that. <laughs> Do that one. <laughs> Sony, quick. <laughs> like, Stranger of Paradise is a weird one because that's the first Final Fantasy story. In a fucking weird way, like it's they literally were like, let's retell the story from the very first Final Fantasy game, but it's like doesn't look anything like the original game, so that's kind of a weird one. But it's got um, chaos, chaos. Shadow of the Colossus. I know, Paul, you were saying oh, that's yeah. an amazing remake, much like um, Demon Souls. Yeah, just beautifully like rebuilt from the ground up, and like it looks incredible. Like it looks like it came out the year that it was. The remake was released and it just yeah yeah and in that case yeah i, I get, like demon souls i won't belabor the point but just like you know it, it highlights what was already a good game but it just like it, it it's a, a, the most in-depth like sort of um revisitation you seance that you can imagine <laughs> you know yeah they brought that fucker back from the dead and like they Necromancy. were high-fiving yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> goo was everywhere it was nuts yeah. all that ectoplasma yeah, <laughs> there's a whole so, pee drawer filled with ectoplasm when that oh game came God. out. All right, guys. You know yeah, what? Let's just, wrap, let's just wrap up. No. <laughs> anyway, um, so so I so last last thing, I have a question. I was thinking about remakes and reboots, and like we just got the announcement for the um, oh God, we just fucking talked about it. Max Payne, the, uh, Max Payne remakes that they're coming out with, and there's still calls for people saying remaster this and reboot that. But with Xbox game pass, which is more present focus, like we talked about before. So that's more about like getting the new games as they come out. But Sony's coming out with this pretty expansive streaming service, the Xbox or the, uh, <laughs> they're coming out with Xbox <laughs> PlayStation coming game, pass. Xbox game pass. <laughs> They're coming out with... Phil uh, Spector is dancing at this news show. <laughs> <laughs> they adopted our streaming service. We won! Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we Trojan horsed our way into the PS5. <laughs> and someone's like, they don't have the right. They can't do that. And he's like, oh, god damn right. That's right. <laughs> Sue them. <laughs> Sue um, them all. But they're coming out with the PlayStation Plus Premium, which has, according to them, like up to 700 games because it's like the 300 games that you get for PlayStation Now and then 400 games approximately somewhere around there of playstation one two three mpsp games and nintendo has their nintendo streaming service or nintendo online service which is 
substantial. Like every time I go in, I'm surprised by how many games are on there. It's not as expansive as the uh, Nintendo um, Virtual Console used to be, but they have continually been adding to it. They just little, expanded little it. With Sega Genesis they just don't make and, they don't make big announcements about it anymore. Like, right. So, but uh, like I want to say dozens of like over I want to say it's like 200 games or something. There's a lot of games on there so far, and they're adding to it. Do we think that this is going to impact these things or like I, my first thought is that it's going to cut down on it because why why what incentive do these companies have to remake or remaster a game when it's accessible right like if you can play Final Fantasy not well Final Fantasy is a bad example because they've revisited all of those in some form but if you can access Chrono Trigger from your PlayStation 5 why come out with a new version of it? Why remaster it, right? Like, that's going to reach a smaller... I, I think it's going to be a game-by-game game basis. Like, you know, the idea, like, playability. Like, some games just don't play well. Like, they don't, you know, they, they're they highly regarded, but, you know, you try to go back and play it, you know, with a modern mindset, and it, it doesn't play the same, or it doesn't hold up, or, you know, like, there's things about the game that just kind of make it difficult, you know, or just some, even just some accessibility options, like, you know, having a you know a really bad tutorial or no tutorial or you know just some sort of barrier entry that like is just really hard to overcome that you had to do then because you didn't really have a choice like you only got one game or whatever you know now people can just pick it up and be like oh this game's hard and sucks and put it down you know that sort of aspect like that would that would be the incentive to doing a remaster remake whatever reboot right well, one, you bring up, I, I want to touch on something you said, Ron, because you brought up a really good point, which is that accessibility is such an important and interesting incentive to do, like, remasters. So I'm thinking about, like, settings, like, for people who are colorblind, mm-hmm. you know, or need need to work with certain kind of, like, controller rigs that maybe, like, some older games aren't really that compatible with. So, like, there are, I think there's a real practical, like, ethical, like, good um rationale to do a lot of like remastering work or or, or sort of remake work that doesn't get talked about a lot because it's not tied to like you know that sweet cheddar cheese or you know or maybe other talking points that usually are tied to these kinds of you know um like projects but um as far as yeah game pass and um sony's new service i think it'll probably hurt like the remasters more than it'll hurt like reboots and remakes because i feel like yeah remasters like a lot of benefits that come out of that um are you achieve similar results by you know like through like when they put games like game pass and suddenly they run at 60 frames per second and like they're uprised a little bit um but yeah remakes and, and and reboots like yeah, well, we'll see because I mean, like, like Naughty Dog just announced recently they're going to remake The Last of Us One, which like did not come out that long ago, and also um, and it already had a was, re- it already yeah okay it was remastered yeah. Yeah. it was remastered, and so like um and they're doing it in the the engine of The Last of Us Part Two, right? Right. So. Right. So like, I think like some of those projects are still going to be pretty safe because people get really. I mean, myself included. I'm not above this by a stretch of the imagination. If someone's like we're gonna remake um 
Ghost of yeah, Tsushima. Yeah, go, yeah, Ghost of Tsushima. <laughs> and you're going to see every one of Jin Sakai's pores stretching. I'd be like, yeah, I'd be like, oh, ridiculous, guys. Where's Ghost of Tsushima 2? But I'd buy it. I'm not above that. I would, I mean, I'd pre-order that shit. I can't sit here and be like, yeah, you idiots would pick that up. I would too, you know? Yeah. So um, I that's what I kind of think will be impacted the most as time goes forward. Like those, the sort of lighter remaster, just like the ones, yeah, the ones where it's just like, just like, Oh, we up it and here you go. And you know, maybe we changed the menu or something like that. Like, yeah, that stuff's probably going to end like end up kind of going by the wayside or not because they can just be like, you know what? We're not, we're going to pull our license from the service so we can remaster it and sell it since they're, they're I bet you they'll, they'll look at it and be like, you know, a lot of people are playing this game. We can make more money on it if we remaster it. And they'll pull it off that service and they'll remaster it and be like, ah, hey, look, it's a new version. It runs faster, runs smoother, looks better. And it's gonna only gonna cost you twenty bucks, thirty bucks, forty bucks, fifty bucks, however much they're willing to charge for it. And enough people are gonna be dumb enough to buy it, like myself included. <laughs> well, yeah, it almost makes me wonder as kind of to combine those two things, if like if a developer, let's say Square Enix, is like, well, let's we'll give Chrono Trigger to Sony to put on their streaming platform, and it does really well. Maybe they wouldn't pull it off, but maybe they would be like, instead of remastering it, it because it's out there, make it run slower <laughs> and make people appreciate. It. No, um, make like instead of you know remastering that one because now it's accessible and people have played it. What if that incentivizes them to remake it or reboot it? So now that they've seen the numbers and they have a way to quantify that discussion that they see online, all these people saying, please remake it, please remake it. Now they actually see the numbers associated with that. And they're like, wow, this was more, there's more demand for this than we thought. We won't remaster it because people have already played it. But what if we did a sequel? What if we did a reboot where we modernized the graphics and it's 3D now and all that stuff? That's how Skate 4 is happening. Yeah, it's a good. Yeah, true. So th- this could be a research. Yeah, like a, like a surge in like unexpected sequels, reboots, and uh, yeah, remakes, which that could that could be cool and nice. Unless it's a Konami yeah. property, fuck that. Oh, oh god, yeah. Damn it. Then you're gonna get like zombie god survival game that barely resembles Metal Gear Solid. Here's a, here's that a they would machine. be the company. Here's a slot machine. Yeah, they they would be the company to to pull their property to put it in. And, you know, you can't can't get it through playstation plus premium you got to buy the castlevania collection with 13 games you don't want and two that you do <laughs> to play to play <sighs> snake eater you need to buy this real pachinko machine and install it in your home <laughs> i mean <laughs> i would i would like a pach- i would like a pachinko machine those are those things are pretty dope but elderly Japanese they're not man. That, they're not that expensive no, the one that they have is it has Kojima trapped inside of it. Yeah. And it's only twelve thousand hmm. dollars. Yeah, well, that's how much they hate Kojima. I only have to pay twelve thousand dollars to kill Kojima. That's pretty. That's a, that's a low. Well, that's what I'm saying. They, they're thrilled about it. They're like, we want to see what you're going to do to Kojima. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We'd like to play a game. Oh, um, but all right, well. That, yeah. That's probably yeah, about it. This I, is a long a, ass yeah. episode, yeah. but but this was good. Um, I feel like we're gonna see more reboots and remasters, so maybe we'll come back to this topic again in the future, especially if things change. Like we'll see probably within two or three years uh, how these streaming services impact, you know, remakes and reboots, and and I'm sure we'll see more. So maybe we'll re- re- revisit it in a smaller way in the future. But 
we are doing indie swap next week so we have our games um, we're going to play them report on them so yeah uh, come back next week to hear that sorry i'm like losing it. this is a long episode uh, but thank you so much for listening you can find us on social media you can email us uh, at prettypixelspodcast at gmail.com I'm on Twitter at Losperman. Ron's on Twitter at Big Bad Ron. He's also on Instagram at Not Big Bad Ron. And Handsome Boy Frank for his two uh, rambunctious little kitties who are playing adorably. And that's going to do it. So we don't have anything else at all. Nope, you know, nothing else. Um, nope, just nothing as at all. we've gotten ourselves <laughs> stuck in the goo of this uh, discussion of uh, remakes, remasters, and reboots. <laughs> Get yourself stuck in the goo of Thronebreaker, developed by CD Projekt Red. It is an awesome deck uh, building RPG with an amazing sort of story that you can change the outcome of. You can make great decisions, enjoy great writing, great puzzles, combat, all that jazz. It's fucking rock so hard. Um, if your name is Taylor, you, you definitely need to pick it up. You will um, thank me later. You will have a great time. We'll talk about it a ton and uh yes if you want to send in any concept art any um you know ideas for if it's remastered remade or rebooted what would you want to see changed um that that's its own art form as we've been talking about so uh yeah check out uh thronebreaker we'll send you a code if you send anything in and i will find you and we'll become best friends and talk about all the time and also if your name is taylor i nominate 1989 to be the next remake because now that we th- we we should have talked about taylor swift's album that's an example of a remake yeah you know what yeah. i mean she's re-recording she she can't remaster them because she doesn't own the masters she's re-recording them and doing and they're now but they're new versions it's taylor's version that's but amazing there's, and there's a reboot quality to them too because she changes some of the lyrics oh yeah uh, to make it like an extra cutting dig at jake gyllenhaal for example perfect yeah so i'm i'm gonna this is I'm going to do, I'm going to copy off you, Paul, with your Thronebreaker thing. I'm just going to make the end of every podcast about Taylor Swift because I love it. I love Taylor I love Swift. So. What if she loves Thronebreaker? Oh. <laughs> I, I hope. Although there was one interview that broke my heart a little bit where they asked, um, I think they asked her if she plays video games and she gave sort of like a only, kind of thing. Only nerds play video games. <laughs> no. But she's, not, she's not wrong. But then again, <laughs> no, in one of her new, newer albums, I think it was Folklore, there's a lyric about playing video games with a best friend so when she's in childhood. So I'm going to assume that that's autobiographical and she's a huge gamer. So Taylor Swift, if you're listening, next episode, we'd love to have you. Yeah. Until then. <laughs> well, well, you can play Baldi's Thank Basics Thank you so much plus. for listening. Yes. <laughs> uh and we will see you next week. Thanks, everyone. Thank Bye. you. And now for our new Bye. official outro music, the Alabama National Fair. Alabama song. National Fair. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. <laughs>